2: we came, we saw, we kicked it
1: out. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy was good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the big X. Sportos, motor hits, geek bloods, waste oids, dweebies. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.
0: All right. Hey-o. Hey. What's going on? It is Wednesday, April 20th. We are live on the radio for the next three hours. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. You know it better as The Big X. All sorts of stuff to talk about we want to talk about it with you. We love when you interact with the show. It's your damn show as well. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. We'll be reading your text throughout the next three hours, uh, whatever you want to talk about. We've got plenty to uh, to discuss. Before we do that, got to say hello to the big man behind the glass, Trevor Kelsey, looking jolly as always, rocking his green Kraken T-shirt. He loves the uh, the Seattle Kraken for reasons... Unknown to the rest of the uh, established world, but that's okay. How are you, TK? Unknown to me as well. We don't know, Yeah, he just likes hockey t shirts. Well,
2: I, th- I, I get today's holiday and, and, and St. Patrick's Day mixed up. I just
0: I always assume you wear green on both, right? I wasn't going to bring it up. You brought it up first. That was the, you know, even money odds. You did it. Well done. Yeah.
2: I like between the way I'm dressed with the Kraken shirt and, and, and my in uh, my pants, and then you've got the the bright blue. You see, I feel like we look like John Travolta and Samuel Jackson after they got cleaned up and pulped a little bit. I've got what the look uh, like? the surfing anteater.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They
2: look like geeks. <laughs> 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 yeah, ha ha! <they're> your clothes. <laughs> I wasn't
0: look. even yes. You know, so we, we've talked about how I, I don't go outside much during a work day because I work from home, and you just don't go outside. Period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, why bother? When we're leaving for the radio show, it's kind of like testing the weather for the first time for both of us. <laughs> yes. Now, I do take and pick up my daughter from school, so I, I had a little bit of an idea. But this morning, it was, like, cold. Cold. I wore you know pants and like a little pullover, wore the same thing to pick her up. And so I'm assuming it hasn't gotten that much warmer and I'm getting ready to walk out the door and I'm like, holy hell, like I'm going I'm to be, it's going to be 95 degrees in the studio. So I had to, to switch to shorts and a t-shirt very quickly. And thankfully I had my home field apparel, UC Irvine surfing nice. anteater shirt ready to go. And I'm feeling good about it.
2: Just rub it in that They only make two X's over there. <laughs> yeah, no, <it's> <laughs> they, they they have no idea how much money they're losing on not doing bigger sizes with me because I would order so much crap from there probably. As my
0: guy Dave Skull, uh, aka Biggest Biscuit, once said, "Homefield is not for the fats." No, plus, I believe his exact quote. Oh, yes,
2: that is one. Of... <laughs> they do run small. Can we get a can we like a Twitter hashtag going about how they're discriminating against us heavyweight people? <laughs> Figure this out, guys. <laughs> uh, I I use uh, for me because like you said, I don't go outside. But when I uh, a lot of times when I wake up. Uh, or before, I, it depends on what time I go to bed. I'll just open the back door so the dogs can let themselves out and not have to wake me up in the morning, earlier in the morning. So my description of how the weather is, as soon as I roll out of bed, usually around 1.30 or so, uh, as soon as I take the sleep apnea mask off, I mean, my dogs just hear that and they go nuts. Because they, uh. they know we can attack his face now. Like the mask. <laughs> the, the Khaleesi goes insane when I take the mask off. She jumps in, right, right into bed almost if she's near me and just goes right at me. This time they weren't. They they heard me guess, getting up, and they came running out through the door. And how I know what to wear is I feel I I, I, I pet the back of Cletsy. If she's warm, it's hot outside. If she's cold, it's cold outside.
0: And I know how to dress. <laughs> I, I think it. that's
2: an old school thermometer, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Time-tested. Time-tested, yeah. Time-tested, true method of, of like, figuring out what to wear. That's how the
2: cavemen determined on how to wear. Like, before they walked out of the cave, you know, they had no enclosement,
0: so... That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> I love it.
0: Uh, we've, got to, we've got plenty to get to today. We're going to talk uh, last night's L uk baseball game. We're going to talk about NIL debate, which continues to rage on, as well as transfer portal debate. We've got... Oscar Sheehy coming back to Kentucky. What does it mean for the landscape of college basketball oh, and boy. college basketball overall? Uh, we got some other fun stuff that I want to pick T.K.'s brain about. He's the
2: picture of me and handsome. Jimmy. It's, your, you know, it's your day. What are you going to do? Uh, you know who that is, right? Yeah, Handsome Jimmy the Valiant, the former wrestler.
0: I did because I almost picked the, the the picture of you on Facebook with the the other handsome Jimmy. Yeah. You've got one of that. I just, and so I just, I snagged it real quick and I'm like, all right, this is, it, it's TK Day. Wearing my BJ's Pub Sports pop t-shirt. your BJ's <laughs> Pub t shirt. Love it. So we had to, yeah, you know, I had to, to give you the, I do a different picture every single day on the teaser for the, on Twitter for the show. And so I figured hey, it's a TK Day.
2: A little, little wrestling tip. Handsome Jimmy Valiant, who was awesome, dude, by the way. You, I'm glad, you, I'm surprised you didn't get the one with me wearing the mask. That he, I saw that too. Yeah. That he wore, that I, I bought and I gave it to my buddy's kid. Uh, first two time. WWE Hall of Fame entrant. He went in, of course, with his brother, as the Valiant Brothers, and as himself. I did not know that was even possible. Yeah. Now, there are multiple since him, but he's the first two two-time. Gotcha. Okay.
0: So well, go. well, well, good. That's awesome. Fantastic <laughs> tidbit right to start the day. Uh, let's talk last More night. To come. <laughs>
2: All day. It's going
0: to be one of those days, guys. Let's talk about uh, last <laughs> night. At, uh, I say last night, the game actually started at 5 while we were on the air at Jim Patterson Stadium. Anytime that Louisville beats Kentucky in something, it should lead the show. That's a, a fact. And I will. I turned on the KRC boys when I was taking Virginia to school today. I pulled up the podcast. Well, but they were happy. Well, they also called us out because, you know, famously, famously, two weeks ago, I believe it was, they texted the show. And again it was a they played the clip on their show they had their little fun they they did it the right way all you do is tip your cap they texted us at 301 both Roush and Walker TJ texts us the show all the time but he does, yeah. Roush this was you could tell this was a <laughs> a calculated effort on their part I willing to buddy sent an alarm on his phone to remind him to send it as well and of course Scooter, Scooter Dingus was stumbling in with like a 311 text but they were they they both were like hey you guys going to talk softball today because Kentucky had Beaten Louisville badly in softball. I think 9 was the final and we got no hit. Don't recall this. Well done by them. And they, at like 7-10 this morning, were claiming victory because we did not text the show <laughs> to do the same thing. And I actually, I, I had a thought last night about doing this. I had a... I was like, should I should I make this happen? And I completely blanked on it. Completely forgot when I actually woke up. Of course, you know the only hope of you doing this was if you were still awake from the, the night before, because yeah. there's no way you're getting up at seven a.m. To, to do anything, let alone send a text to a rival show. But we didn't do it. We we let, you know, we took the high road. Took the high road. We're not going to lower no ourselves. Not going to lower ourselves to the standards of Kentucky fans and Kentucky uh, sports radio show hosts. And we're just going to talk about it on our own show.
2: Um. I'd like to say that we could be the bigger man. We could be the we are the, the the high road, as you could say. But to quote the great Will Smith, "That ain't gonna be me and Jemima." I did text TJ last night right after game was over. Was like you know making fun, but of him. still different. Like we, yeah, did, we didn't, didn't do the, the text
0: line show. Yeah. We didn't do the text line thing. TJ also said he's, he thinks he's losing you as a friend. Oh well, no, really? To the Rutherford show, yeah. Oh man, don't worry,
2: don't TJ. I mean, just he because... says you're not texting him back the way you used to. Well, I mean, after I read my mouth about the U of L win. I, uh, I just, re- then the Red Sox came back and beat the Blue Jays, so I had to be quiet. Oh. He, he got, he we split yesterday. They play again today. We're now tied for first in the East together. But uh, yeah, the Red Sox came back and beat us 2-1 last night. So after the show last There's baseball going on. I know you've given up right, on it. Well, yeah, I don't talk about baseball. <laughs> Is this the Some
1: early- people
0: don't talk about Bruno. I don't talk about the Reds. <laughs> Is this the earliest you've tapped out on a red season? Yes and it's it, it, it there's no part of it that's any like fun like four years ago was miserable when they, they the last like we're basically tanking without saying we're tanking we're going to reload and hopefully be good in a couple of years yeah they at least felt it felt like they were trying but Castellini's comments on top of the lineups that we're putting out there and our only good players getting hurt consistently last night it was tyler stevenson getting plowed I know, into i've
2: got him on my fantasy team
0: i or, can't I, I, I i've said this i can't talk about the reds i cannot no, do it no. we're not doing it i'm one day I'll be ready when they're two and 27 here in a few weeks but right now I can't do it it's too sad for let's me. talk about good baseball let's talk bro. about good baseball so last night I told you I was going to do this after the show you know we have been it's been a, a hectic time for the Rutherfords we got cats and ceilings we've got illnesses we've got crazy kids that just demand constant attention and as a result the grass in my front and backyard, but especially the backyard, has is longer than it's ever been before. And the puns today
2: are just great. I know,
0: I know, but it, it was extremely tall. It's getting embarrassing. Also, like we have all sorts of critters back there. I don't want like possums hiding, like lying in wait for Penny <laughs> to come out there and just attacking her. So like, like, last night <laughs> we might, get off the air at five thirty. <laughs> yeah, we we get off the air at five, and I, you know it's it's hard to find a spare hour because you know Virginia's got to be around me, and and we've got people running around and just it's been it's been crazy the it weekends is. have been yeah. very full so we get off at 5 30 and i text me i'm like i've got to get at least the backyard mode when i get yeah. home so go home and of course virginia like she there's nothing i can do where she can't be a part of so she has to be out there while i'm doing it and she's like crying because she can't do it with me i'm like good lord dude, this <laughs> is I'm gonna work on this yeah. but i get the mode the, but the, mo- like i i can't fully explain how tall this grass is it's never been this bad and it's, it's so bad that you're like i'm having to go you Know one little trek back and forth. Is it Takes where you like, have
2: to go over the same spot like multiple pretty times?
0: Pretty much. Or, and, and if I don't go very, very slowly, it's going to st- the, the blades are going to get caught up and the, the mower's going to turn off. And I still had to restart it like 17 times doing nope. it. It was awful. But the only thing carrying me through this process, the dulcet tones of one Sean. Moore. Oh, my perfect. Which, and I'll like, I honestly I think I probably like listening to Louisville baseball games on the radio more than I like watching them on TV just. Specifically because of Sean Moth and I'm not just saying this because I consider him a friend, and he comes on the show, and he's a great guy. When you're gone, because he he, he hates you.
2: Well, I know, I don't know. I know. It, it but he's awesome at heart. his job.
0: Like, oh, he's great. I
2: mean, and I I think I've said this before. I mean, I, and I think it was Winston Churchill's quote. I forget who said it, but you know, baseball is the only sport you watch on the radio. Yeah, and it's a great. It was one of my favorite. Quote. Yeah, it is, and it's it's true. And when you have someone who is as good as his, at his job as Sean Moth is, yeah, I'd prefer that watching
0: it over the the TV too. Quotable man, that Churchill. Would have, would have killed it on Twitter back Bernie's in the day. dropped it. <laughs> he' would have been a fantastic follower I would have clicked follow without hesitation
2: I how many followers went to church what I would have
0: today. almost as many as Chloe Kardashian <laughs> so he get the blue check mark right he, he would have had to have gotten the blue check he would have you know but he wouldn't have won he wouldn't have sought it out he would they would have had to have approached him so yeah. I'm listening to Sean and Sean first of all I thought of you which the, the amount of times that I think about you when I hear certain things just it, it's depressing <laughs> it's weird but yeah it, but but this You'll understand why in a second. So this is very early into the mo and he's talking about, I can't even remember which, which team was, was at the plate, but he was like, (laughs) we've got a, he's like out beyond the outfield. We've got the, the, the train moving from right to left. We also have a UPS plane flying overhead from right to left. All that's missing is the automobile. And it was just, just so <laughs> nice. off the top of his head, so organic. And I'm just, I'm mowing, and I'm like, Trevor would have loved this.
2: That is a great, th- 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 if you ever, how can you ever question why I love Sean
0: Moss? It's the best. But I mean, it is so awesome. That it, is a great line. He's calling the action. And uh, I, I turned it on right in time to hear us, uh, you know, two-run single. I think it was Dalton rushing with the bases loaded. No, it wasn't. It was uh, the, the Peyton kid who makes it a 3-1 game. And we get ahead by, f- it's 4-1. Yeah. And then I end up finishing mowing the lawn. Take Penny for a quick walk, keep Sean in in my ears. And maybe the funniest part of my entire week was this. It was, I think, the seventh or eighth inning. And Louisville's leading four to one. We're trying to get more. We've got Yeah, they didn't squirt until the nines. So. Yeah, we've we've got a runner on third. There's I think one out. We're they they bring the infield in. I think Napchek was at it was at the plate for us. And they've got this pitcher in who's had a little bit of a rough go—not today specifically, but the season. I think his ERA was like 7.02, and it's—he falls behind 3-1, throws a strike to get the count to 3-2, and Kentucky makes a pitching change. In the middle, like he, this guy's just finally found the zone. It's 3-2. There's one out. We have a runner on third, and Kentucky makes a pitching change. I—I I mean, there are. Unorthodox pitching changes. This is about as unorthodox as it gets. And Sean, who you know, he's he's, he's a mild mannered guy, very even keeled. Like he's never going to like raise his voice, but just he's like, "What is in the water over there in Lexington?" <laughs> like, the way he's just like talking about it, like fueling his, his so disbelief, probably it's when, so yeah. good. Like <laughs> I am laughing my ass off as I'm walking up and down my street, and he's like, you know, he's he's like, he's like, you know, you don't. They're not sending this this message directly. But it certainly seems to communicate to this pitcher, you are awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm dying. And of course, Kentucky brings in this new pitcher and he throws a ball and walks. The guy ends up walking. The bases loaded. Does not work out at all the way that they were planning. You're it Here's the too.
2: pitcher coming in. Who cares what pitcher threw it? Does? <laughs> the penalty's on the other guy anyway. Oh, I
0: mean, I'm, I was just <laughs> giggling. Uh, it was I could not stop laughing. And he just he like he keeps going, just like his his total. He cannot hide his complete disbelief. Um, and then Louisville, as they tend to do when they play Kentucky. Closes it out. It gets a little bit interesting in the ninth inning, but they, they end up, um, you know, just for drama, play it up, keep people, keep the fans that that paid good money, keep them interested, keep them locked in until the final out, and they win the game four to two. Um, continue their dominance over UK, and it was a nice win for a team that was coming off a rough weekend in Tallahassee. And of course, it's always good to beat your rival. We, I, I've talked about it with Dan McDonald when we've had him on the radio show in the past. Like, it's different because. This game clearly means so much to both sides, but I think anytime Louisville plays Kentucky, it also pulls in the casual baseball fans—the fans who are only going to pay attention when you're playing Kentucky or when you're in the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah. And it's hard to explain them to to them, you know, why we're throwing like eleven different pitchers all <laughs> against Kentucky or why Kentucky's put you know throwing a guy who's, who's barely pitched at all. Like it's just such a different sport you, you you know the, the weekend series or when you you're going full board you're, you're throwing your top guys you are you're going all out to win not that both teams weren't trying to win yesterday but it's just such a it's hard thing to communicate to the casual fan who's paying attention because hey it's the rivalry we hate these guys we want to beat them uh and you know i asked mcdonald like is that is that hard? And he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, he's like, I'll, I'll admit it. You know, it's, you know, we, we do prioritize the game, but we always have like Kentucky does a bigger picture in mind, which is, you know, you're, you're not going to throw your ace, your Friday night starter on four days rest because it's Kentucky and you're playing them on Tuesday. It's just not the way that this works. And it is a little bit frustrating when fans don't understand that. And kinda, they kind of, they get worked up, but clearly Louisville, I think both sides prioritize the rivalry and it means a little bit more than just their, a normal non-conference game, as will the game a couple weeks from now when we play ten, uh, Vanderbilt down there in Nashville. But anytime you're able to beat Kentucky in anything, it's fantastic. It's especially fantastic when you've done it, like 10 times in 11 games, and mm-hmm. which is what we're doing. It's, you know, Nick Mingione not getting the job done at Lexington. It's not a gr- good team. I think this Mangione. is – He's sort of a lame duck at this point. And it would have been, even though we've struggled a little bit recently, it would have been embarrassing to lose to them just for those reasons we're a better team than they are we are a better program than they are we're playing at home we had won eight straight at jim patterson before last year's loss and it was nice to get a w so suck at uk yeah
2: i mean the cream always just rises at the top as it always does and and, and that's why we've won 10 out of 11 we we haven't lost them since in baseball i think since we lost to them in basketball so it's been pretty pandemic yeah it's been it's been Actually, several, it last several year, years <laughs> 30 years it was or so it was last year. <laughs> i want to say tino martinez's uh brother-in-law was our manager last time we lost to kentucky and, uh, yeah, uh, I, the one positive, despite, yes, the, the scare in the ninth inning, which somewhat didn't surprise me, was that this little pitching staff, despite it being a rotation, uh, you know, a bullpen day and a, and a Tuesday, and, and I understand, yeah, if you're like, a casual fan, it's hard to explain it. I, I get it, though, because I've been watching college baseball long enough, but if I hadn't, I'd be the confused one as well. That the fact that they – and I don't know how good Kentucky's offense is, but for Louisville's pitching staff to hold them just to three runs makes me smile. Well, the bullpen's been great recently. I mean, it's we we've talked about it that this is a team that's had to outscore people, and when you say outscore people, we're talking in eight to ten, you know, ten to eight and seven to five, and for Louisville to win a game four three or even just win a game with four runs, because I think part of the TV announcer said something about Kentucky hasn't won a game where they have scored less than four runs this year, and I, when he said that, I thought to myself, damn, I don't know if Louisville's won a game where they've scored less than four runs this year, maybe, uh, and. They scored four at least. And that's all we needed yesterday. That's all that matters. So, the pitching staff holding UK, despite maybe how bad their offense could be, I don't know, the three runs does give me a positive feeling.
0: It does. And I think that the next step is getting some quality starts this weekend in a big ACC series against NC State, because we haven't gotten those quality starts in ACC play really since, I mean, I guess, God, the, like the Boston College Series, which was in March, we've... I'm not that far ago. Well, I guess it is it yeah. almost hey, over, so isn't it, was, it? When you're playing four games every week, it's a long time in baseball. We, we've got to get that figured out because the bullpen has been pretty good recently. I mean, there have been a lot of games where they've worked scoreless innings after the starting pitchers come out in the second or the third with by, after giving up seven runs. So it's <laughs> nice to see those guys get ha, have a good quality performance. Everybody who came in pretty much threw well last night. Um, I mean, you did – wind up having to use michael persecki for more than an inning which i'm sure wasn't ideal but um he's 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 getting the job done as a closer that was a seventh save last night the offense i mean a little bit worrisome that you're going against a uk staff that has been not great that uh uh you know we got out hit they doubled us up in hits they had eight hits we had only had four didn't notice that yeah wait all our four mattered they did it mattered more apparently obviously I mean, you know, we had Cam Asterman staying hot with the home run early. Yep. Uh, Jack Payton, who I think is still after. He, I know he came into yesterday as our leader in average. I think he still is after his one perfor- four performance. But he had the big hit that drove in a couple of runs uh, right when I started listening to the game. Isaac Humphrey had a big hit, but nobody had multiple hits in that lineup. Like, it was a little bit disappointing, but I still feel good about the bats long term. We've just got to get the starting pitching down if we're going to do anything of consequence at the end of May slash June. Just got to get a run going.
2: We'll get it. We'll be there. Speaking of weird pitching changes, okay? can you text your boy Dylan and ask him what the hell they were doing pulling Garrett Cole in the second inning? Okay. that happened last night? I didn't see anything about the Yankees. Coming, so. uh, he walked like two batters in a row in like a nothing-nothing game in the second inning. He wasn't hurt, and they still pulled him. And normally I wouldn't give two bleeps about what the Yankees are doing, but I got Garrett Cole on my fantasy team. I paid like sixty bucks for this. I dude. was wondering why you knew <laughs> slash cared about this. I paid sixty bucks for this guy. Okay, he's my he's my stud pitcher in my rotation. What, what are they doing? pulling him. He got me. He got me like a point and a half. <laughs> Come on, dude. D- take take some nice. What the hell is the pitching coach doing there? How about they fire him instead? Even though, I, even though even I think uh, the Yankees still lost like three nothing or something. <laughs>
0: I just Twitter searched Dylan Lawson. Just see yeah, I, it, it couldn't have been a good night. They got beat by uh, Detroit last night, I believe. Here you go. I'm not big on blaming major league hitting coaches when a lineup is not hitting, but Dylan Lawson will be a sacrificial lamb if their bats so don't wake up. I guess Transylvania University is not a breeding ground for MLB hitting instructors. Is that
1: what somebody-
0: <laughs> so. I mentioned this, like, at the beginning of the season, we all were doing the joking thing, like, where we'd send him these tweets and be like, oh, huh, huh, huh. like, we've all gotten kind of quiet. Because, well, because
2: now it's not, Yanke- it's not funny anymore. It's stopped being funny. Yeah. The Yankees
0: need to wake it up a little bit yeah. if, if, if if my man is going to, to it, become the king of New York. It, it went kind of from, yeah, wanting to kind of
2: poke fun at him to being like, oh, this is not good for him. And look, I'm not a
0: Yankees fan, but. It benefits me if Dylan is a successful Yankees hitting coach because I can get tickets to Yankees games if I'm if have to if i in that situation. And also potentially having one of your oldest and, and best friends becoming the Yankees manager one day would be a cool thing, which he would have a shot at. I'm, I'm assuming if the offense is great for like the next seven, eight years. Is Aaron
2: Boone still the manager?
0: Uh, no, right? Somebody else is. Shouldn't we know this? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I don't think who the Blue Jays manager
2: to be honest with you. Off the top of my head, well, you should know that. That's I should, but I forget Aaron who. Boone is it. still the Yankees' Okay, man, yeah, but, okay. See, I got yeah. that one right. Blue Jays manager is the guy they got from the Red Sox, and I can't remember his name to save my life now. Uh, the oh, god, <laughs> I'm gonna have to Mon- Charlie Mon- Mon- Montoya, Mon- yeah. something. Yeah, yeah Montoya. Yeah, He's yeah, only been there a couple, we've only had him for. This is his fourth year, so yeah. Baseball experts right here. He's from nine, nine, he's from Tampa Bay.
0: He was the Tampa Bay's like first base coach or something when we hired him. I hate that you made me doubt everything cuz I would have if you hadn't if you hadn't let off with his Boone still a good, like I would have had no hesitation to <laughs> be like, "Yeah, Boone's still the manager." And then I was like, eh, "I don't think he is." Like just I was like, "Damn it, Trevor." He's been there a while. Yeah.
2: Uh, I, I mean, I know the Reds manager is David Bell for now. It is. He's a I, he's a local native. They're Lexington native, is not he? I wish it wasn't because <laughs> It kind, of, it kind of sucks because it would be a perfect I mean, – in fact, he is a Kentucky guy. It would have been kind of like a perfect match, but sometimes
0: it just doesn't work out, I guess. Let's focus on the good, which is the fact that before us, right here on these airwaves, the Louisville Bats got a dub. Oh, yeah. Suck at Iowa Cubs. <laughs> By the way, David Bell's from Cincinnati. I don't know. Oh, is he from
2: yeah. Okay. I thought, well, I, thought, I thought he was from, like, northern Kentucky. See, that you said that, and I was like, I don't trust – But that makes it more perfect for him to be a, to have been a successful Reds manager, right? It does, but he I mean, he he went to U.K., Oh, that's okay. That's for what at
0: least my, part of college. You know my mind makes connections in some ways. It, it does, which is terrible for me because then I feel like I have to connect the dots. <laughs> yeah. to you, all these partial truths that you just throw out well,
2: there. Hey, welcome to my world. You should have seen me before the internet. I was just pulling my hair out, just going
0: insane trying to figure things out that I couldn't remember. I mean, the most common <laughs> thought that I have on this show is that sounds partially right. Let me piece together exactly what he's trying to say here or, or find the accuracy in the statement. It's tough. It's uh, not easy.
2: Yeah.
0: Hey, no one said it was going to be easy. No one ever said it would be this hard. No, I, I, you knew there
2: was going to be a challenge when you brought me on.
0: But the cards now improved to, uh, let's see, we are now 26-11, and 11, I believe. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Not bad, but, you know, it's it's all about resume. It's all about RPI. It's all about who you've beaten, and Louisville has quality victories. That Those Notre Dame wins still looking good. The other ACC wins still looking good. Um, and, you know, college baseball is a sport where when you lose – bad non-conference games, it doesn't hurt you nearly as much as uh, it does in, say, college basketball, for instance, because everybody knows the drill. It's not – all games are not created equal, so the RPI may – Also, last night, 36 uh, – the the attendance, 3,615 at Jim Patterson Stadium. I believe that's more people than attended the Oakland A's game yesterday. <laughs> I believe that. Did you see that picture? No, but I've seen the Oakland
2: Coliseum pretty empty before. I mean, I think that the – I mean, the, the fact that the, I upper said level that, I'm in not the outfield is like they've just got rid of those seats years ago and just put like numbers and logos up there. So the announced
0: attendance last night at the A's game three thousand seven hundred forty eight. So barely more people that attended uh, last night's game at Jim Patterson Stadium. The A's are like the Reds are tanking. The A's, unlike the Reds, I think have That's some people down. with working brains in their front office that, that can make this worthwhile. But mean this thing about the Reds just tanking. It'd be one thing if I had any faith in this front office's ability to make them competitors in two or three years, but I don't. I feel like we're just watching abysmal, atrocious, bottom-of-the-barrel baseball for the next two seasons so that we can get to slightly below-average baseball in like 2024. I mean, is there at least a prospect in the farm system that would give you hope? Well, I mean, Hunter Green's up, and he's, yeah, he's, he's up, throwing That well. doesn't count. Yeah, the Lodolo I mean, kid is—he looked okay. I've heard okay. his name. I mean, they, these guys that we traded for—that we traded Suarez and Winker and, and everybody for—like, we'll see, I guess. But I mean, none of them are at least projected as like
2: decent prospects. I mean, the,
0: the kid who was the, – the left-handed kid whose name now is escaping me, who had lit it up in spring training, I think, as a, a top fifty prospect. Okay, but, well, that's not bad. Yeah, but we'll, we'll <laughs> see. <laughs> Did you see the lineup that we threw out tonight? My God. I know I'm more thinking
2: about how you said the A's are tanking and we don't we don't they gave us a battle in the last series. We took two out of three against them but they were struggled.
0: <laughs> At least I guess they tried against us. Good lord. <laughs> uh Texas said the Yankees did win four to two yesterday.
2: Oh they won? Okay, I thought they lost four 2 My bad.
0: Uh Texas says, What does your friend say about Trey Sweeney? I mean nothing. I can, I can ask. But who's Trey Sweeney? I guess Yankee player. Oh, okay. Texas says opposition broke. 30-minute delay between innings, opposition pitcher, broken nail. I don't know what that's in reference to. But I love lawnmower Sean Moth. I only listen to Louisville baseball games. He's fantastic.
2: Yeah. There's He's, no, yeah, there's, yeah but you, it's, trust me, you'd rather listen to him call the game than watch it on TV.
0: He also did text in right at the beginning of the show to kind of take a shot at you. Oh no. He's just now saying this. sex to me.
2: Is it because are you supposed to be here on Wednesdays when I'm not here?
0: No. He said stumbling out of the gate today, TK with a shirt of the Avs opponent tonight, he should be shunned, although their logo is badass.
2: <laughs> are they playing the Avs tonight?
0: The Avs won't have any problems.
2: Yeah, all. the Kraken aren't listen, the Kraken are not the Golden Knights of expansion success. They are I believe they're in last place, are they not?
0: That's because they changed it up because the Golden Knights got every like all these badass players because they had the worst rules. Do you remember that? Like the whole thing no is that how they did it is that why they end up getting so good right away they basically i don't think i remember the details exactly but they were allowed to pick you know like from everybody's roster, like the the best players were all like every team could only hide like save one player in this expansion draft, and so you Seems know, minimum, yeah, and, and so the Vegas Knights got like the second best player on all <laughs> these different teams, yeah. and had like a super. They basically had an all star roster their first and won the cup in their debut year.
2: Their second, they were the second team ever as an expansion team to go to the Stanley Cup. Can you name the first? Oh,
0: Florida Panthers nope who the st louis blues did not know that now there i believe that the the first expansion team to win a championship in their first season of competition in any pro american pro sport major pro, pro league was uh, the vegas knights did they win it they did
2: okay i didn't even realize they won i couldn't remember uh there's a little asterisk next to saying the blues by the way went to the stanley cup their first three years in existence good lord but let's keep in mind in the 67 season when they began the nhl expanded seven teams and split into two divisions so every team in the blue side was an expansion team oh and then that's how they when they went from six to 12 the original six and went to 12 teams they they expanded six teams and put them all in the west including st louis and that's how that's why it didn't matter who came out they were gonna be
0: expansion i'll take it back the, the vegas the, the gold lights lost in the stanley Cup's i thought they, okay finals. you're right I mean, you're yeah. right they've, they've been the, in the That's the only time they've been in the cup finals, but they've been in the playoffs all four years. I think the
2: youngest team, isn't the Mets like the youngest team to win a title amongst the big four? I have no idea. Because they won it in 69, and they came around in 63. No idea. Zero clue. By the way, the Mets, their color scheme is because they took the orange of the, the Giants, the blue of the Dodgers, and the pinstripes of the Yankees. Oh. tell the Mets got their their, uh,
0: their color scheme and, and, and jerseys. It texture clarifies, by the way. He asked about Trey Sweeney. Trey Sweeney is the he was their first-round draft pick last year. Oh, okay. Kid from Fanex, who, Oh, uh, okay. Even cooler. Yeah, we uh, we, we were asking him because Dalen Lyle from Trinity was also a first-round pick, and we were like, what the hell, Lawson? Guess <laughs> <laughs> we're all rocks here. What are you doing? Hey, come on, dude. By the way— Great
2: great trivia to begin the show on today though, by the way it was. We have been wrong about day. all the trivia, but that's okay. We, yeah, close enough.
0: we just we're trying to keep the textures on their toes, the listeners on their toes. Fun fact that I found out over the weekend, I say fun, very pertinent to me because it's family interest. <laughs> so <laughs> I've mentioned before I've got my brother has three boys. I've got three nephews. And I forgot you I don't remember you've mentioned that, have you? Yeah. Okay. I think it's come up. Well, I've talked about the one who was playing I always freshman at Trinity. Audrey. <laughs> was, yeah, Audrey's my niece. She's at the house every day. Yeah. So I've got three Boys, the the youngest one we found out over the weekend. I asked him, he's big into hockey. He's he's a big time hockey player. And he'd kind of been mulling going to St. X because all of his hockey bros are going to St. X. And so finally over the weekend, he made his decision. He's going to St. X. So my brother has three boys who next year will be in high school. They're at three different high schools in Louisville. The oldest goes to Manuel. The middle one goes to Trinity. And now the youngest is going to go to St. X. <laughs> I was like, this has to be a rarity. Like There can't be many Louisville families that have had this happen where they've had three different children in Louisville high school There's at the a... same time, and they're all at different ones.
2: I mean, he could have been like, what, what what's a third like Catholic School. He could have done one of them too. The sales. The sales. Yeah. to Roush. Yeah. The sales. He could have gone. Holy know. Cross.
0: Shout to Justin Rank. Could okay. go there. He
2: could have gone one of those two, and then have just three different campus school representatives. Could have. They that didn't. Have been manual. Does is there is there high is there a, is there any high
0: school in this in Louisville that has a, high, a hockey team? Yeah. That's why he's going to St. X. Do, do they have a hockey team at St. X? Hmm. They have one at Trinity. They, have one at, they used to have like a combined JCPS teams, but now I think a lot of these schools have their own teams. Because I think my oh sophomore my. or junior year of high school was the first year they had it, and it wasn't KHSAA-sanctioned, so it was like a club Oh, sport. there's no way, yeah. But now it's, it's it's kind of like lacrosse. It's expanded a lot. They, you have a lot of different schools involved. Um, I mean, there's can't be, what? Is there even ten schools that even play
2: high school hockey? In, in? I think so. Now at this are point, are they okay? But
0: he like it's it's a different level. Like my buddy, my buddy, my nephew plays on all these these well, travel all star teams. He's in all these region teams, and I guess his team, which is made up of thirteen and fourteen year olds, played Saint X's varsity and like a scrimmage <laughs> and beat them like six to one. So, so <laughs> like you know, they they're, they're. I don't know why good. I'm picturing the ducks as the
2: freshman team coming in. It's the same
0: <laughs> <laughs> once again. Yeah. Your your movie. Dictating your views on all life. This one totally accurate.
2: I love hearing how like when all the sports that you 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 could have played. Like if you go when you go to Trinity and St. X, and I went to Wagner where like we barely had a basketball program. It's yeah, like, like we we didn't have we didn't have a softball team. Like I, I remember we didn't get our softball team. I think until like my uncle became AD, and he was like. I guess I'll manage them since we don't, <laughs> if we get enough girls to sign up, and they, they eventually did. And I think I don't think they actually canceled their season this year because they didn't have enough girls on the team. Man, I walk by that softball field; it's never in great shape. Yeah, and I don't I don't even know. If the, I think the baseball team got canceled this year for little, for Wagner. Did it? I think
0: so. I don't That's think, sad. They had the coach of the year in the region a few years ago. Yeah, because I think if I remember, I think
2: I heard from someone right they were they were very hurting for for enough players to even make that team. I've seen.
0: I think games being played over there. Maybe they did
2: eventually. But at one point, I know they were, it was a worry that they were going to have a team this year. I hate to hear that. I know. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I hear, when I hear some of the the schools that have like bowling teams and swimming teams, and I'm like, I think we had golf my freshman year. (laughs) and <laughs> then they disappeared like it was gone by my sophomore year oh,
0: different from school to school all right let's take yeah. a break when we come back let's talk about nil stuff we'll talk about yeah uh, oscar shibwe the big news in the college basketball world obviously not great news for us from a rivalry standpoint but potentially good news for college basketball as a whole we'll take more of your text as well at 502-414-1450 it's the mike rutherford show on a wednesday here on 1450 and one. the big x
1: But damn for me Well let me get To, to the, the point, point. Let's, Let's roll, roll. Another, Another joint to the radio to loud I'm too alone To be proud
0: Mike Rutherford Classic, back in the day, making every song about pee and poop. Suddenly,
2: my mind goes to Craig Robinson, and, and this is the end.
0: Fun, <laughs> fun fact about this song. Senior year of high school, this got me out of a whole lot of trouble. We were... this is just, Your high school song was old by this. Well, yeah, but I mean, it was all... So, let me get there. Okay. I mean, we were 17 or 18-year-old kids around Halloween time, and my group of friends was going to... A group of friends that I was with was planning on egging a house. Uh-oh. And... Everybody went to Kroger, and this song was on the radio in my buddy's car. Shout out to Clay Talley, maybe listening. Former U soccer sensation, aka his old car, the Shaggin' Wagon, and. And this song came on, and I was like, I like the song. He's like, I like this song, too. So we're like, we're going to stay in the car and listen to the song. And my buddies went into Kroger. They bought a bunch of eggs on camera wearing Trinity hood, uh, hooded sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, wow, they, brilliant grimmies. They all ended up getting in significant trouble for this, and uh, my buddy and I were, were spared of any consequences because we had stayed in the car to listen to Tom Petty. <laughs> Let that be a lesson great. to all of you kids. It's a great story for a song, though. Let that be a lesson to all of you kids. If it's, Tom Petty's on the radio... Keep listening. It's going to save you a whole lot of heart headache at some point. Saw him twice in concert and wish I could have seen him more. God, I wish I could have seen him once. He would
2: have been the top of the list. He what's was, your favorite Petty song? Uh, probably Breakdown. I'm a big Breakdown a great fan. song. And you know what's sad is that the first time I... This is almost the one of the main reasons I went and saw him a second time was because the first time I saw him, he was great. He didn't play it. Oh, really? And I, I mean, he, he opened for the, the... Both times I saw him was Black Crows opened for him, and they were fine. But I guess, I mean, and I left kind of a little upset he didn't play my favorite song, but... Like my one of my buddies with me at the time was like who's a big Tom Petty fan too. He's like, hey, dude, the guy played for like two hours. He can't still he still can't play every hit he has, which is sad because I mean good and sad, I guess. But he did play it the second
0: time I saw him. It didn't make the playlist, so I was very excited. I would have been upset if I I think To Find a Friend is my favorite song. Um and if he, like that's a kind of a deeper cut. It is. So, it, yeah. so if he didn't play it, I would be upset, but I would understand it. But again, like I'm never gonna have a chance now. Yeah.
2: Right. This song's right up there too because this this was like this and Big Pop were two of my like two of my two anthems of my freshman year of high school. Very different, but they, I like they, it. They both they both came out. Big Pop came out like the summer of my going into my freshman year, and this song came out like right the beginning of my freshman year, I believe. Uh, the Wildflower CD, which was I guess was his last. I guess I don't think it was his last album. He really kind of did other maybe some greatest hits stuff. But uh that's a really good one, a popular one. I'll say that better yet. He probably did other albums that I shouldn't be saying. In the middle of his life, (laughs) left his wife. But yeah, so these two, all these two, always that that was. We there's many times you'd be we'd be singing this song while
0: working out the the lyrics. Once again, this is the second day in a row with a theme, very easy to spot. Yesterday, you kind of jumped the gun a little bit because I guess we weren't sure if we were going to have a show if the Bats Pretty game much. long. Yeah, that's
2: basically what it was.
0: And the Bats took care of it. You also jumped all over the place because you started off with, well, I, yeah, I didn't want to do like the explicit, obvious-to-spot songs about you know, weed references. I wanted to make it a little bit under the radar. And then you went from there to cocaine references. <laughs> To crystal meth references and then just explicit references to weed in the last hour. What oh, was heroin? Get it right. Oh, sorry, my, <laughs> my my apologies, Mr. Brownstone. Um, hey, you remembered. I do. Um, and then yeah, today we've gone back to like yeah, you know, like you know, not quite as explicit as Afro Man, but well. Be I mean, patient. let's get to the point. Let's get to the point. Let's roll another joint is, is, is fairly straightforward. There's not much nuance there. We're <laughs> not dancing around anything. Not right? much wiggle room. No,
2: <laughs> pretty much right on the nose, I'd like to say. They also, they let off, going
0: back to Kersey this morning. I
2: mean, my last my last song of the last break was Cypress Hill. So it was, I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. They let off Kersey this morning by being like, this is Trevor's day. And then I think Roush was like, Trevor hates this day. Because it's, it's for the <laughs> casuals.
2: It's. I mentioned. I think I referenced Catholics and uh, and and Easter, Easter or midnight mass. I think maybe a better reference would be the Irish and St Patrick's Day, where it's like yeah, everyone but they get into St Patrick's Day. Yeah, and well, and we get into this day as well. But everyone, this is the day that we all, you know, everyone together. Like everyone's like, oh, this is the one. That's St Patrick's Day. is The one day everybody wants to drink, and we can drink in public as well without being shunned. This is a day where we can be ourselves, and everyone wants to join us, and we're not going to be shunned, <laughs> depending on which state we're in, I guess, now, currently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 35% of the country. I mean, I'm telling you, I, one of the times I was in Cali since they passed the law, is nothing but my mind. And just people just standing on the street corner, just smoking. Oh, when I was in Denver the last time. Yeah, like, it, it, just, it, it, it's a
0: new world. Yeah. You, just, you
2: smell it everywhere. It's just the people just, I mean, my buddy just sitting there. We're just kind of hanging out in front of this rental house, and he's just sitting there
0: lighting, one. I'm like...
2: Dude, what are you doing? On here. Oh yeah, we're, we're, I watch.
0: do feel like, and maybe it's just because of the the shifts nationally. I do feel like you see it more here locally. Like, I, I'm walking the dog, and there are the same houses every single day, pretty much that I walk by. and I'm like, yep, <laughs> like, like there it is. <laughs> I, I do feel like I notice it more when I'm just like walking around out in public. You can you can smell it more than you used to you know, five to ten years ago, and I think it's just become you know it's become more mainstream. Yeah. It, that, it's not going to change anytime soon. I, last time I was in Vegas. I was asked me for a light in the parking garage,
2: and he did it to light a lighter joint. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord! I was like, this is it's like a dream I had in high school. <laughs> 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 it's has got like a basket and jump out of the back seat and say she loves me. Oh I mean, <laughs> uh,
0: Texas says happy four twenty. Mike and TK appreciate hey, that. You know, thank you. Uh, Texas says Wagner does have a baseball team. Trevor is telling lies. There was never a threat of not having a team. He's high aaf. I mean, I know half of that is probably true, but I'm pretty sure it's all true. <laughs> I love that we get this text like in the middle, like only on a Louisville sports show, Holy Cross has a god awful soccer field. <laughs> the Cougars catching strays here. Why
2: did we, did we even bring up soccer?
0: I brought up Holy Cross. Oh, we were yeah, you are mentioning other schools.
2: I did the scoreboard for Wagner soccer one year. And I kid you not. I, I mean, I don't think they made it across midfield once all season. I felt the, the game against Trinity, which was like ten to nothing. Yeah, like <laughs> I, the, working soccer games, working the scoreboard for Wagner Star games was the easiest gig I ever had. Like, I mean, I would just
0: sit up there and just read magazines and chain smoke cigarettes. I went to multiple Wagner Trinity games, and it was <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> very much like watching. I don't know, like the German national team take on. Wagner, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was just it was
2: it was a different. Uh, high schoolers are supposed to stop the clock, I guess, after a goal and then restart it when when the kick is begin. I think it's same as college here. Oh, is in, it in the college? States. Okay, and I will just never get like the, the, the referee spoke to me before even the Trinity has Wagner game started. Like, don't even don't stop, stop the it. clock. it. Yeah. I was like even after because usually they wait till after like three nothing before they tell me not to do it anymore. He's just like, don't even bother. Don't, I, even, don't even start. Don't even do it once.
0: Along the same lines, I mean, soccer is one of those sports. I think it's because it's continued to grow since you and I have gotten out of high school. It's a little bit more equitable across the line. Oh, yeah, yeah. But back when I was in high school, like you played. I mean, one of the, the first sporting events that I covered when I was doing the student newspaper stuff, I covered. Uh, I was supposed to cover a bigger game, and I think I'd gotten sick or it got canceled or something. So, like, just cover the next game. And it was it was uh, Trinity versus KCD. Ooh. And this was, before KCD, this was before KCD had, like— <laughs> A one hundred thousand yeah. dollar athletic director and they would you know make I remember early K C D days, yeah. They were playing like sixth and seventh graders <laughs> yeah. who were like little kids. Like play Walden. <laughs> I mean it was I, I'm covering this. I'm like, What am I what am I doing here? Like like why like, like Trinity's like not even trying. They're running like set plays and just everyone's trying to buy stuff. I'm like, this isn't even a sport. What's going on here? This is this is a terrible. I uh, like to think high school
2: soccer in general has gotten better over I mean, because when I was in high school it was. I mean you had like just basically Trinity and St. X and Ballard, the Ballard. now's it's really it. I mean, they would just basically just three would just dominate everybody. I mean, there might be one other person in the mix, and I don't remember. But there were a couple of now. I, I like to think it's gotten like I have a friend that a kid I know he played
0: with at Atherton with Jack Arlo on the soccer team. Yeah, I mean Atherton's been competitive. I think, yeah. but there were a couple of baseball programs locally that you would play, and you'd be like, okay, like they're gonna throw out a kid who's throwing thirty miles an hour. Like nobody's gonna be able to catch or throw on the other team. This is gonna get. Out of hand, very quickly. Why are we even playing this game? My, my freshman year, Wagner had a good baseball team. We had we had because we had one stud pitcher,
2: and I remember that's the only baseball game I ever went to in high school was to watch him versus uh, Trinity, uh, and Trinity started Jimmy Austin. Jimmy Ousting was hosting yeah. East. And so it was Joe Cheatham, who was our pitcher. and I think Trinity, I think we lost the game like one nothing. We gave up like two hits, and I think I think Jimmy
0: got, gave up one
2: hit. It he was, was a
0: monster. It was a good game. Uh, Texas says, "Hey, Mike, saw some." Uh saw on Twitter some chatter about some recruits committing, specifically Devin Ree. I believe I heard he was supposed to commit yesterday. Any insight? I, I mean, everybody has been doing this thing where it's like, Devin Ree's committing. And it's been for like the last six days, I Is feel like. Has he been visited? Yeah, his official visit was over the weekend. Okay, okay, good. Went very well. I think some people were a little bit surprised that he didn't commit on the visit or right after the visit. There's still no indication that he's leaning anywhere else. I, I think that it's still... It seems far more likely than not that he's going to wind up being a cardinal, But I i mean, every time I see, like people are sending me these links to to people's tweets where they're like, Devin Reed today, hearing good things, like just keep your ears peeled and like it, nothing keeps happening. So why don't we all just, let, let's just sit back here. Let, let, I know it's hard to do in this day and age where there's something happening. It seems like every second of every single day or somebody thinks that something's happening every single second of every single day. But if we don't know beyond the shadow of any doubt that something is going to happen, let's pump the brakes a little bit and That's just so let this all play. Because well, it's, you know what's is more not fun is every other day being like, "Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Here we go!" and then sitting around for nothing. Like let's just sit back and let it happen. So to answer, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Texter. I've got no idea when Devin Ree is going to commit. I assume he still is going to commit just because that's what I've heard, I've heard nothing to the contrary. Um, but as far as the timeline, I've got zero idea. Could be during the show, could be a week from now, could be this weekend. Who's No idea. But he is, according to the ESPN updated its final class rankings for 2022 today, their final top 100. Devin Ree rose a few spots. He's now number 77 in that class. If you're interested, Kamari Lands, who is the, the current – only commit in Louisville's 2022 class is number 39 in the class and Tyrell Ward the I think the only other player that we're actively recruiting from 2022 is number 34 Um, and a couple people asked follow-up questions today is Louisville still in on Ward they're still recruiting him I know I think he is I'm not saying he's unlikely to commit to Louisville it seems like he's far less likely to commit than Devin Ree is. I believe he was taking a visit to Florida right now. I know they're high on him. They feel like they have a good shot at him. Um some other SEC schools feel like they have a good shot at him. He was previously committed to Xavier, but Louisville's still a player as far as I know for his services. But those are the updated rankings. What
2: uh it, for for those that, that that put all their stock into the crystal ball predictions, because you know, I, how many times I've seen DJ Wagner's officially been basically coming to Louisville because of the crystal ball predictions. I've seen for for those wondering Devin Re hundred percent crystal ball Louisville. Granted, two votes, and one of them is Jody Demling. He's, the other is another Cardinal Authority guy I'm not familiar with. Michael McCammon? Yes. Yeah, there you go. Um, they both did it in the same – one was at 145 on the 15th, the other was at 3 o'clock on the 15th.
0: Yeah, I mean, I still feel confident that he's going to commit. I just – I'm not going to pretend to know when he's going to do it, which, I mean, everybody for the last 48 hours has been hinting that they know he's going to commit very soon, and he hasn't, so – we're still waiting around there. We did find out today, Sean McNeil, the West Virginia transfer that has Louisville in his final six. He had scheduled visits to his other five finalists, but was holding out for Louisville. He's going to be here next weekend, next Friday and Saturday. We've got uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield, the transfer from Tennessee, former five-star big man. He's going to be in town this weekend. So Huntley Hatfield, we're taking him to Thunder. He's going to love fireworks, the public nation. Uh, Thunder Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to be here. He's gonna love it. He's gonna commit on the spot. McNeil, I don't know. We wake him up early Saturday morning. Let him heckle some mini marathon runners. Yeah. He'll enjoy that. Maybe you know, chuck a medal into the river and just you know make somebody <laughs> cry, and then he'll commit. He'll we'll lock him up. Don't
2: then. There's some that dispute that that story. The Muhammad Ali thing. Yeah, the the, the medal off the Second Street Bridge. I believe it's not 100 percent true. I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming kind of an urban
0: legend, I guess. I think that that's the case. I like to believe it, be yeah. True. I
2: mean, I mean, part of me doesn't want it to be true because the circumstances that led to it, maybe. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but no, you know, part of me kind of wants it to be true because it's a cool story, a little bit.
0: Well, then it is true. We <laughs> make our
2: own realities. Thank you. We believe what we want to believe. <laughs> <I just laughs> They're gonna tell the tennis. The ten, what's the Tennessee recruit's name again? Brandon Huntley Hatfield. I'll have remember, names, Lord, I have to remember three names because I have to remember one sometimes. Uh, the Hatfields and McCoys. That's how I saw them remember them. There you go. Uh, I just just see Kenny Payne. Hey, buddy, you love you love airplanes. You love an air show. You're gonna have a great time on this. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes the Blues Angels.
0: Does anybody still remember who they are? I mean, we were making the joke. On uh, Monday about the worst places to take recruits, we could literally take uh, the—who was I just talking about? Um, Maybe put him up in the plane with the Blue Angels, have them go on a flight. Whose cool. name did I just mention that's this visiting? Uh, Sean McNeil from Sean McNe- West, Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. We could take him to the Balloon Glow Friday night, <laughs> assuming that this is one of the once every 15 years where it actually happens and doesn't get changed because of weather. <laughs> I was speaking of balloon. Let's just write, put you, you like that balloon glowing over there? <laughs> you like, how about that balloon glowing over there? You can stand that. there after like five minutes. Like how long do we have to be here? Like, yeah. is, does anything else happen? Like, no, We're these balloons that are on the ground right now, they're going to light them up and they're going to get bigger. Well, do they go up in the air? No, 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 no. Is there drinking? No. All is the- there a show of any sort? No, this is it. You look at the <laughs> balloons and then you go home. You How like cool? What is that we got stuff like this all over the place, Sean? I mean, indes- if you think this is cool, we're gonna take you to the mini marathon tomorrow morning and let you watch people run. Sean's so like, Why would you bring me here? Well, you spent
2: three years in Morgantown, we figured this would be awesome. This is a step <laughs> up. You're also from Union, Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a glimpse of the big city here. Let me just show him like a stoplight, <laughs> lock him up. Uh, you saying balloon just may, triggered a memory in my mind. Uh, oh boy. my mother who was listening yesterday. Shout, Nancy, love yeah. you. Uh, apparently, she wants to correct me. It wasn't a. Uh, it was at Phoenix Hill, not Jim Porter's, that she was at the bachelor auction in. Okay. Uh, Much con- classier. The concert was fourth row at Rupp Arena for Poison. And- Good lord! And the same guy actually took her on a balloon ride as well. This guy pulled out all the stops. Yeah, but I don't remember ever. Heard, I think that was th- th- there was never a relationship there. So probably he, blames it on me.
0: He got a limo. First of all, he bought her at an auction. I'm sure that was a pretty penny. Yeah, oh yeah. He bought a limo for their date. Took her to, to a poison concert. Took a limo sat from, fourth row.
2: No, to Lexington. They took a limo from Louisville to Lexington
0: for a fourth row seat at a poison concert. Yeah, and then took her up in a balloon. This guy was pulling out everything he, he wanted. Was. Well, maybe literally. He <laughs> he uh, wanted it all. Like he he wanted to marry probably. your mother. Yeah,
2: I, I, don't, I hope I wasn't the, the 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 speed bump in the relationship. Yeah, then he met Trevor, and he was like, well. <laughs> but I would have been no. The eight, limo was a poor. Ooh, investment. that was eight year old me. But then again, eight year old me probably would have been just like, hey, because I was playing you know Mario constantly. There's no good eight
0: year old. Everybody's at the, everybody's <laughs> at their worst when they're eight. I feel like there's no good time for it. Yeah, well, the future seems bright for you then, right? <laughs> yeah, I you know what I'm getting into.
2: It's gonna be fine. I just had to update that. Yeah, but she did not hear about the French Kiss thing, and I'm I'm not telling her. Nancy, I love you. (laughs) French Kiss is a horrible movie.
0: It's a horrible (laughs) film.
2: It's La- awful. Speaking of ho- movies, last night I told just on the break. I, we, Trevor Trevor Gotta go to break here. Uh, should we go to break? Should we, we go save go this
0: break. as a tease? <laughs> Whatever Trevor's talking about, we're gonna find out next. We're also <laughs> gonna talk about Oscar <laughs> Shiway coming back to Kentucky, I what it means for college basketball. Uh <laughs> Trevor, we'll try to continue to uh, to remember things. We'll take more of your text. texts. Text us on the Thornton Sex line, five oh two-414-1450. And if you need a golf card, if you want to play this summer, we got five of the best courses in Southern Indiana. You can play them all. For under $25 a round, that includes cart. and includes a, buck, uh, a bucket of range balls beforehand. We're talking Elk Run. We're talking Old Capital. We're talking Chariot Run. We're talking Valley View. And we're talking Christmas Lake. The Big X Sports Radio golf card is here. Purchase one by going to BigXSportsRadio.com. Click on the golf card tab at the top of the website. And that'll take you where you need to go. You can also call us at 812-725-1457 to make a purchase. That's 812-725-1457. 725-1457 Limited supply We're getting really limited at this point So if you want this golf card And you've been holding out You've been debating Today is the day to act Make that happen right now BigXSportsRadio.com We'll be right back with more of the Mike Rutherford Show after this
1: Well let me get To the point Let's roll Another joint Turn the radio loud. I'm too long To be proud us burn one from end to end and pass it over to me my friend burn it long but when it slow to light me up before i go if you don't like my fire
0: then, then don't, don't come around because i'm gonna burn one time. this is the ben harbour version right and there's another version. I saw him in Noblesville, and it was awesome. Very
2: I, cool. This is uh, I want in hindsight. Now, I should have pulled the Bonnery version, which is kind of more popular. Well, I've heard that a bunch, yeah. Too. That's anybody see it, which is a good version. This is just a, a,
0: a straight uh, audio version, though. Solid, a good good song, yeah. We're not being coy. Well, Trevor's not being coy with the music today. <laughs> well, I mean.
2: Is there, is there any bad day to play some... I mean, well, dang, no, I I'll be ben honest Harper. with you, this
0: is the only Ben Harper song I really know. Really?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I would. I could see where I would get into Ben Harper. He's in my wheelhouse. He says that he does seem like a, a,
0: a TK groove.
2: Well, especially as I've gotten... No, since, in, since my 30, mid-30s or even before maybe before then, I've gotten more into like the just, just regular chill acoustic sound. And I don't know. I mean, the, my days of being in the, the mosh pit, I guess, are long beyond me.
0: We got to send a, a very happy birthday shout out to Ooh. our guy, Easton. He's turning 16. Says this is his favorite radio show. And All he birthday. wants for his birthday is a shout-out. Happy birthday, Easton. 16 may be a little bit too young to listen to the show. Oh, don't, no. Don't, don't
2: learn from us. Don't No, no, no. Well, first, yeah. Say as we do, not as... We, do as we... Wait a minute, hold on. I already screwed this one up. Case
0: in point, <laughs> we're making the point right here.
2: Happy birthday, Easton. Learn my what, favorite bat and my favorite sixteen-year-old. Learned what not to do
0: by listening to the show. Don't, don't, uh, don't, don't do what we've done. Do as, I, do as I say, not as I do. That nailed it. it. There we go. Zero hesitation. Call
2: me the Carpenter because I
0: nailed it. I'll never forget. Like, like <laughs> well, on the old show, I went into a, a spiel one time about how, like. I didn't try throughout school. Pretty much, like I was notorious for just not. I call BS on that. I mean, I, I, I didn't. By by compared to me, you you were probably the hardest worker in class. <laughs> you can talk to anybody who went to grade school with me. Anybody who went to high school with me. Anybody who went to college with me. School was not a top priority, no, no. and I ended up. You know, my, my GPA graduating college wasn't great because I didn't think I was going to ever need it for anything. You know, you you just need the degree, get out and work. And then I decided to go to law school and it became a little bit of an issue. You had to put myself in a position where I had to just nail the LSAT if I was going to get in anywhere. Um, and and so I went on a, a spiel one time on the radio about how, like, listen to me, kids, like, You don't have to really try. Like I I ended up, I like I had friends who their whole lives they wanted to be lawyers. They worked their asses off in grade school. They took all the hardest classes in high school. They went to tough colleges where they just they spent their weekends studying. They didn't, and they ended up in the exact same place that I did at the end of the day. So the lesson is: do whatever you want, and you're probably going to be okay. Just half jokingly saying this, and somebody sent me this long email about how they had recommended to their kids to listen to the radio show and oh. like that day. And she's like, I'm a, she's like, I am a academic advisor. And now I've got to talk to all these kids. And I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of your fault. What do you want me to say? Oh, this is man. not a show that you should be learning life lessons from. Oh no, no, no. This no. one specifically, the, well, old, the old one too as well.
2: Well, I think you could take some life lessons. I mean, now your story, I hear your story and you talk about you being lazy in school. And I feel like what I want to do, like the kids say, like hold my beer.
0: Well, yeah, I don't think there's any comparing you or me. There are levels to this. I
2: spent more times at Hardy's on, on on Silver Road than I did at my in my home room class at Wagner. I at least attended school, <laughs> yeah, and put in the minimal level up. of effort. Yeah, I, I, can't, I went to Mr. Dinch's uh, telecommunications class every day, and some days when I didn't even have the class. <laughs> well he had cable in a, a side room in his office he so i could and i worked at a video store under the table part-time so what i would do is i'd go and i'd bring him all the disney movies this is funny he's i think he's still a teacher at Jeffersonville in indiana now so maybe we should tell a story but i don't care uh so i'd go get the movies and he would like dub the disney movies and hand them out to like all the other teachers for their grandkids oh wow for favor so they would all you know owe him something and he could just pull, you know pull strings throughout the school. What a racket. And part of part of what, the deal with me was he would let me just hang out in his office room and watch ESPN all day instead of actually going to class. And would give me notes to go to Arby's. So if I got in trouble, but Mr. Uh, Coach Ross, who our security guard, who was our security guard, would catch me, I'd be like, look, I have a note. Oh I'm God. going to Arby's for Mr. Dinch. What a strange, strange world <laughs> you live in. Forever. <laughs> didn't it, didn't didn't help my laziness of wanting to. Do uh, actual education at Wagner during my sophomore and junior years. My laziness was fueled by <laughs> like,
0: every single level of school people saying that you couldn't get away with doing what you used to do, like at this level, and then me getting away with it up until law school. Law school was the first time where <laughs> you know people talk about yo oh, You, you got to study like if you want to do well in college at this, like you're gonna have to. It's gonna be way different than high school. I'm like whatever. Like college was was nothing compared to like. High school was harder for me than college was once I got, once I got there just because Trinity AP was – it prepares you well. You can say what you I want guess so, about – I yeah. I mean, yeah. I felt very prepared for college, and I feel like other people were, were not prepared. When you get to law school, they give you the same spiel. Like, you know, you've got to – you, you may have been told you could get away with not studying on this day or doing this in college, and maybe you did, but you can't do it here. And I'm like, you know what? I've been hearing this my whole life. Law school, they were right. Law, law school, there were some people in my law school class who could do the bare minimum and still do well on finals. I was not one of those people. Most and of I, them
2: are like, obsessed, aren't they, kind of with, with studying and, and making sure everything? You kind of have
0: to be, and I, and yeah. I was not. I, I think I've told this story on the radio. I set the tone for my entire law school career, which lasted one year, mm-hmm. by on the first day of orientation, they give you the first assignment. You had to brief a case, and it was like, you're going to learn how to do this, and we're going to come in here and talk about it. And I went actually over to to Mary's house after orientation and I'm getting ready to start working on this and it was the day that Brandon Phillips started the fight with Yachty Molina and the Reds are about to win the Central and like this is a huge game and I'm like to hell with this assignment! I'm watching this game, uh, well, and sure enough, I'm thinking like somebody else in this class is going to be as much of a deadbeat as I am. And I go there and know everybody was was fully prepared. <laughs> and I'm like, if they call on me this first day and I'm not like, do I just quit? Do I do I just leave? They kick you out.
2: The better than this story would have been they had, they called your name for and he stood up and like. Brandon Phillips, Reds Central, wind, any Red fight. fans in here, guys? Yeah, I mean, funny story. He starts spurting out red, Red's names like, you know, Molina, fight. Hello, people? Johnny Cueto kicked a guy.
0: What do you, you expect me to brief a case when that's going on in the background? No, you know,
2: under, under the radar, there is a happening to both our stories. A, your story because you just said, screw this assignment, law school to watch a baseball game. You're in sports radio now. Me, I'm cutting yeah. class to staying out in a communications room. I'm over on the other side of the board. I just, we knew our futures.
0: You're saying we both deserve this.
2: We both, we both got what we wanted, <laughs> or deserved at the end of the day. Same difference. <laughs> Eastern stay in school.
0: <laughs> Don't listen to turn the radio.
2: Turn the radio off right now, but young man, you get to your room and study happy birthday <laughs> happy birthdays
0: takes <laughs> that <laughs> I graduated high school with a 1.3 GPA did absolutely no work joined the military had my bachelor's paid for a, for plus a monthly stipend now I'm a high school teacher there it is Wow I didn't what one, are you
2: listen to this show <laughs>
0: No, I did not have a 1.3 in high school I did I did well enough to, to do to do to do well enough but I don't think I don't even know what my GPA was college and... was bad college I was just trying to get to the finish line at the end because I was like oh, I'm gonna get out here and start doing media stuff and it's going to be no problem and then I get out and they're like "Well, they don't pay anybody at this point in time you know the housing crisis was happening this was 07 08. nobody was getting paid to write any words if they weren't about vampire romance at that point in time <laughs> so after like a year I'm like well I better do something else now at this yeah, point my cousin's an author really she does script work for movies as well as uh,
2: she under a pen name she writes those trashy romance novels you find at the uh, love it and the uh, it's got like
0: Fabio on the cover yeah there's good money in that yeah I, I hear I, yeah she makes decent money she makes okay. Texture says, poor Mr. Dinch just lost his pension for letting TK go to Arby's 30 years ago. <laughs> yes.
2: I know he's recently, I don't think he teaches still at Jeffersonville over in Southern Indiana, but I know he rebuilt their entire radio station over there, and which is a big thing, because Jeffersonville is a very good radio station so, when it comes to, they have their own radio station up there.
0: Texture also says they do have liquor at the Balloon Glow. Oh, Which losing? is great to know. That was your call, not mine. Yeah, I, didn't I, know that, I know. thought I – mean, I haven't been in years. I do want to go when the, the kids get a little bit older because I think it's a fun thing for kids. Yeah, for anything between like 5 and 10, I would yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. But I didn't know that they had alcohol there at all. I don't think I ever made it to Bloom Glow. Sean McNeil, he's got to be over 21. He's played four years at West Virginia. I think we can let this slide. Get him there. He's going to be good. <laughs> uh, Texas says Easton <laughs> – Oh, no, because the Texans are going to be mean. Easton is high as bleep at Cherokee <laughs> Park right now. He's going to be the first person to dive into the kiddie pool in college. Don't jump into the kiddie pool, kids. He's hanging out at Hogan's Fountain. Don't do it. Don't jump into the kiddie pool. Uh, we have a bunch of other texts, but I, I do want to talk about the big news of the day in college basketball, which unfortunately for us involves positive news for Lexington Basketball Academy. I ain't scared. And, and everybody knew this was coming, I think, yeah, I think the last couple of weeks. The the buzz has been palpable. John Rothstein, shout out. That Oscar Sheeway was going to return to college, yeah. <laughs> and today on SportsCenter at one uh, fifteen in the afternoon, he officially announced he's coming back to Lexington for another year. And this is, I, 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 I mean, my mentions have been flooded with U of L fans. I feel weird that I'm like on the second straight day now where I feel like I've, I've been, people have painted me as taking up for UK in this, but people are, how is this news? He wasn't going to be drafted. It's the national player of the year returning <laughs> yeah. to college basketball for the first time since Tyler Hansbrough did it in 2008 at North Carolina. You can say, like, it's understandable why this would happen because he wasn't going to be a first-round draft pick and maybe his game doesn't translate. Like, nobody's arguing that. It's without question news. This, this is a big deal for UK. It's a big deal for college basketball.
2: There are probably be just a handful of players who have played a year after winning Player of the Year. You mentioned... I looked it up. I, let me see. I think, well, Samson and Wayman Tisdale did it as well. Granted, Wayman Tisdale was Player of the Year as a freshman, so that's kind of...
0: This you know. is a very easy thing to research. I found this out because you forget... I guess you, you don't forget, but you would you you kind of I, I guess now in this modern era we have so many freshmen, sophomore, juniors winning National Player of the Year. Yeah, that's if true. you go back far enough, it was like a senior for like fifteen straight years. Well, Atizte was the first underclassman to win it, correct? No idea. eighty One and eighty three as a freshman. Well, then then he wasn't because I, I looked this up because uh, my guy Chris Hatfield had asked. He's like honest question. I am not trying to troll. Yeah. Is Oscar Sheway the first National Player of the Year to lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament? And come back to college, which is an understandable question. It's a
2: weird question. yeah.
0: But you know, it, it would be a—it's it, a fact. So I went ahead and looked it up, and the short answer is yes. He's the first player to ever lose in the first round, be national player of the year, and come back to school. But the long answer: Mark McGuire was national player of the year as a sophomore at DePaul in 1980. Okay. And he went drafted until '81. So they, yeah, he came back for his junior season mm-hmm. after they had lost their first game. They got upset. They were the number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Got upset by UCLA. In the 1980 NCAA tournament, yeah. but this was before the tournament had expanded, the so buy. they had a bye. So, technically, they lost in the second round, even yeah. though it was their first game. First top four seeds got buys, yeah. So, he was national player of the year in 80, um, but... In fact, this, yeah, because yeah, Durant was the second freshman
2: to win it, after Tisdale.
0: Okay. Yeah. He, Shibwe... First National Player of the Year to come back to college since Hansbro did it in 08. He ended up... He did not win National Player of the Year in 09, but North Carolina won the National Championship. Nope. He also, if he does repeat as National Player of the Year, would be the first repeat National Player of the Year since Ralph Sampson did it all the way back in 81-82. There have only been two multi multiple Naismith Award winners, which is kind of a surprising fact to me. But Sheboy, I mean, he's going to be... Well, who, who was the other one then? Was, was it Tisdale? Wayman Tisdale. Yeah, because he won it three years in a row, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samson actually, he won, Sam again, there are way too many National Player of the Year awards in college basketball. Samson won some National Player of the Year awards in 1980 as a freshman, so he could theoretically make the claim that he was National Player of the Year three to, three years in a row, yeah. 80 to 82, but he only won Naismith and, and the Consensus Awards in 81 and 82. But this is, a, I mean, it's been, and, and I, I get that he's coming back primarily because he's not going to be a first round nba draft pick. He could be late maybe, but he yeah. could be but most I think he's like number 40 on ESPN's he's top 100. Top four, right, yeah. I still think this is something that wouldn't have happened 5 years ago. Wouldn't have happened 2 years ago. Wouldn't have happened 2 years ago. And Jeff Goodman reports that the the word is he's going to make 2 million dollars around Ballpark next year via NIL deals in Lexington. It's also crazy when you and I made the the comparison Umass took down its final four banner in 1996 because Marcus Camby who was a much much bigger deal than Oscar sheebway, Oh yeah. He was I mean he ended up being number 2 pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. People the thought Raptor, he was
2: is the Raptors first pick or as a as a franchise.
0: People thought he might be number 1, people knew he was going to be top 5. He was going to be like a guy who was on the verge of becoming a multimillionaire. Got $28,000. Was that
2: Cousin Robinson draft 96?
0: I don't know. Get $28,000 and that's why Umass can't claim its 1996 final four. Championship, and now we're talking about a guy legally or by the rules getting two million dollars. Who's not nearly the prospect that Marcus Camby was. It's just a, it's a sign of the times. I think it's a positive sign for college basketball that we're getting a guy like this back in the sport. How much was Camby again? Twenty eight K. Is there, what is, he got paid. Is, by is those a good
2: odds? There's a walk on UK making that much this year. <laughs> walk
0: on, probably not. Or, or, or who's the worst player that could?
2: I mean, on UK's roster, that's not a scholarship player. That guy probably makes more than twenty eight k. I wish. mean, Brad
0: Calipari probably, if this had been five years ago and was a walk on, he probably would be making at least twenty eight k.
2: Well, I mean, that's just his allowance.
0: Or not given. they <laughs> not given.
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's no. You know, there, yeah, you're, there's no surprise. I think with with Shibuya making this decision, and it's good for him. He's going to make. Even if he had gone a second-round pick, and I know there have been more few and far between second-round picks getting guaranteed contracts now. It used to be something that was never happening. Now you see at least maybe one every couple of years. You'll get one, maybe even two. Uh, but even then, I mean, yeah. I mean, come back. You're going to make more now than you are No matter where you're getting drafted, you're making more. If you're making at least $2 million this year, then you're going to make there. Plus, it's, man, you're going to live... A, I mean, exactly. The life you're going to have for one year. Even if you... even. God forbid, I mean, knock on wood for me, but maybe, you know, knock on wood, it doesn't happen if you're a K-Fan. You can go out in the second, first round again. The entire year going up to that, it's just going to be, man. I mean, you're going to – you're gonna, to quote, to quote, you know, Norman Dale, every it just once, everyone's treated like a god.
0: People keep making the point about, you know, he's – well, he's only doing this because he, he's not going to be a first-round pick. He, he can only make so much money. His game doesn't translate to the next – everybody knows this. Everybody mm. is – understands the situation here if he was going to be a lottery pick this year of course you leave because not only is his stock not like first round quality right now but there's very little chance of him coming back to college and improving that stock this time of year he's going to be a year older he's he's probably not going to have a entirely different game he dominated college basketball last year. His numbers were outrageous. He won every National Player of the Year award that you can possibly win. He cannot improve his stock unless he just starts raining threes next year, which is not going to happen. So he knows. Everybody knows. That's not the issue in question. The issue in question is, five years ago, if this all this were true, he's still going pro because he can financially... He's still probably going to get drafted. He's going to get a contract that's going to pay him something. And even if he never plays a game in the NBA, he's going to be able to make a significant amount of money, significant in the in broad terms, significant to you, me, and, and well, course, I would assume yeah. everybody listening, to play a game for the next 10 to 15 years of his life. You want to start that process already. And if all things were equal, of course you choose back, to, I say of course, but I think you would most people would choose to come back to UK in this situation. If you can make about the same amount of money being a god in a college town, yeah. playing college basketball, being certainly more visible than you would be if you were toiling away in the G League or on the end of somebody's NBA bench. No no
2: no offense for us, but playing for the Fort Wayne and. Sure.
0: Like that is a it's a better life oh, yeah. than the alternative. And the only reason why you wouldn't do it, I mean Kevin Durant said that. He's like, I wanted to come back to Texas. College was great. I, I, it was a wonderful year, and I would have liked to have had a couple more years that, but I couldn't justify it given my situation, no. which is completely understandable.
2: He's also
0: number two pick in the draft. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, like yeah. he he couldn't justify. Yeah. Sheboy can no, and that's the difference here. I think it's great for college basketball. Again, we haven't like, like there hasn't even been rumors of national players of the year coming back in the last decade and a half. Hansborough only could because he was from a wealthy family and it wasn't going to cost him anything to come back to North Carolina and be, again, a god in a basketball crazy area for a year, chase a national title, which he ended up getting and then he still got drafted and still made a solid oh, amount of money. Pick. Yeah, I mean, Pacers. I mean, and again, it was a different era even back yeah. then. I mean, 2009 doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but in basketball terms it kind of oh, was.
2: yeah, that's that was right before the NBA started implementing the the freedom of movement, rules and stuff like that, yeah. And I think
0: this is going to be the biggest impact that NIL has. Is keeping these guys who they know that their stock isn't going to get any better they know that their stock isn't all that high right now, but they still want to make money to play this game. And if all things were equal, they would choose to stick around college. I look at Nigel Williams Goss from Gonzaga a few years ago. Remember him mm-hmm. when they, they lost to Carolina in the championship game, Prince uh, from Washington. Exactly. Like he would have been, if he had come back to school for his, his final season, he would have been a senior of the year after that. He would have been preseason national player of the year, preseason first team, all American. And he knew he wasn't going to be drafted in the first round. He knew we probably, there was a solid chance that he wasn't going to be drafted at all. And he still chose to go pro. And he said like outright, I like, I need the money. I want to start this. I've only got so many years that I can get paid to do this. I need to start this. Had these rules been in place, he comes back and gets, he makes a decent amount of money, becomes a college basketball player of the year, chases a national title. Those are the types of cases that this is going to impact the most for both this sport. And I think to a slightly lesser degree, college football,
2: you're going farther back. I'll even stay, I'll stay both closer to home. And more recently, does David Johnson return for junior year? If we have nil? maybe, I mean, he, he barely gets trapped in the second round. He, He's been he he has he, I think if he had, had a I different th- coach I think that would be the, okay. that may have been the bigger issue th- that there. that could be but I mean just that's just one that, that you would think that if you're David Johnson you probably would be smarter you'd have made more money yeah if this were normal Louisville basketball year, yeah.
0: then yeah that he would have been a, 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 a great case for this and
2: I and said so this you know was it last week or
0: earlier this week or something and, and
2: you agreed which is a rare thing in, in its own right in this it's show It's not true <laughs> <But> <laughs> you've been making great points recently is that you know. A lot of these guys we're seeing coming back. We knew into North Carolina, so Shibui. These are guys that aren't going to fit the current NBA scheme. That is going to be the NBA thing for, for as long as Adam Silver is unfortunately the head of the NBA, which I can't stand him, but you know he is. And they continue with what we're with the, the progress the NBA wants. It sells tickets. It's AU basketball. They want to see rock and jock basketball on a pro level. That's what we're getting. The fans listen. TV ratings have been good for these playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, as a wrestling, I listen to you know a wrestling podcast. I listen to talks about wrestling ratings and. They've talked about how it's being killed by the NBA ratings. I mean, their eighteen of forty-nine demos have been awesome this year. And overall, no, don't blow your mind, but the demos have been great, and that's what they look at. It. And it's an excuse to the younger audience. That being said, you know, guys like the the big guy. You know, I, I said this you know over the week that the, the the we could see the college game kind of progress to a different level. You know, over the years, not right away, but in maybe four, five, six, seven years down the road, 10 years from down the road, we look back and go, man, the college basketball is being dominated by low post players because, you know, the NBA doesn't want them. And these are guys that are good players that in, in the past were leaving as sophomores from in college basketball going to the NBA or leaving as juniors and are just, dom- or, you know, our men. And now you the, the perimeter game is still going to be a factor and, and always will be because of three point shooting, but I think you're gonna see that progression because of the nil rights and these kids can make just so much more money. Where if you're a you know, a, a three and D kind of perimeter guy, you may not, you know, be hesitant to come back despite nil money because the NBA wants you in the first round. You know, someone called a UK buddy of mine was texting me the other day and was talking about you know, about Sheboy and, and was like, "What do you think about Sharp? What do you think? Think Sharp's coming back?" And I told him, "I was like, Listen, if Sharp comes back, that's not a good thing. That means the NBA didn't want him. I mean, he has no reason to come back. I mean, the, the reason he didn't sit out this year was because any any a second on the court of a bad play is going to just diminish what he's already looked at as a well, lottery pick." I,
0: I think the the only thing that I would say in in response to that because I agree with you, like he has more reason to go than he has to come back. There's no and reason I, to come back. I don't just say this as a rival fan, but well, the reason to come back is. He's currently projected as like a 6 to 10 guy, 6 to 10 pick. I think he thinks and I'll, there are a lot of people who think the same thing that if he played a full season of college basketball, he could be the number 1 pick Ooh, next year. That's, that's, and it, it's still more of a risk that I think the risk outweighs the reward, but that would be the response from his camp.
2: I'll tell him the same quote that was my favorite quote of all time by Jason Capono. If I had just gone to a gym, grown a beard, and taken jump shots, I'd have been a top 10 pick. But I played college basketball, and now I'm winning the second round. Yeah, but what he,
0: the ability, the thing that he has in his favor that was not in the favor of kids in his same situation, you know, I guess seven, eight years ago, he gets to go through the process now. And he's going to, I I would assume Kyle Tucker's tweeted this out, he's going to announce in the next. Eleven days before the the whenever the deadline comes up that he's going to be testing the waters while retaining his his eligibility, a chance to come back to school. He'll get to go through workouts. He'll get to go do the combine thing. He'll get to figure out where he stands if there's a chance of him going you know, top five, top 10, whatever his, his, his threshold he's is going
2: to the top 10 or top 15, which is basically lottery. You would there's assume no reason to come back at this back. point. And also,
0: but I mean, the only reason I think he would come back is if he goes through this process and they're like, yeah, you may not go top 15. Like you're not, you're not that great. We haven't seen you in a year that uh, yeah. you're not showing out. If, if, and if that's a concern, then maybe he comes back to UK. We had a text earlier, in the, sh- earlier in the show, who asked, he said, you know, he phrased this nicely, which I appreciate <laughs> saying like, Mike, I trust your, your thoughts on college basketball with Shibway back, if we get Shaden Sharp back, do you think UK would be the preseason favorite to win the national title? And my answer is yes. I mean, you, you don't have to have Sharp back. Spring bring Shibway back probably put you in the top five in terms of— They'll be preseason top ten.
2: Yeah, I mean, that will put you in probably best odds top five right there.
0: Probably. I think it depends on who— Like, UCLA got— We found out today Johnny Juzang's gone. Um, no shock there. They're getting Jaime Hawkes back. Jules Bernard is going to test the waters, but it's— keeping open the possibility of coming back. They were getting a lot of preseason top five love and there's still so much shaking out with the transfer portal and, and other kids. Um, but UK, I mean, that's a solid course. Severe Willow. I know he wasn't great at the end of last season, but was, pretty rock solid for Good them for, for most of the year. Yeah, exactly. And Shibway speaks for himself. They're probably going to get what? Keon Brooks is coming back, I think? Is that
2: right? I would be, uh, I mean, I would expect him to. This is He's another example of a kid that's probably going to make more money, even if it's less, it's half of what Shibway makes in nil than he would make in, in pro basketball next sure. year.
0: And they've got, CJ Frederick is going to be healthy, the Iowa transfer, they gives them the shooter that they had last year in Kellen Grady at least until the last three weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, he should be able to fill that role. And I, I know their class isn't maybe what they're used to when it comes to Calipari, but they still got the the Livingston kid and Casey Wallace was a a real big standout in the last, whatever showcase thing that was going on last week. Mm -hmm. I saw the highlights and I was like, okay, well I don't don't care for that. I don't like seeing that. Like they're going to have good freshmen because they always have good freshmen. They're going to be good. If they, if they get sharp, I'll be genuinely worried because I'm, I think they're going to be good, but I kind of feel the same way that I felt about them going into last year where it's like, yeah, They'll be good. I don't think that they're national title good right now. I have right some now.
2: concerns, but again, if I'm a UK fan and Sharp does come back because they're telling him he's not going to be a where he, in the top you know twenty pick, then I, I'm a little worried, wondering why he's coming. You know why he wasn't a top twenty pick? Yeah, but they'll are we it. getting BJ Boston again? They're not going to come oh, out. Oh no, that. they're going to
0: spin it. Oh, because the sharp camp isn't going to come out and be like, we didn't get the feedback we wanted. He's the, not going to be a top twenty but pick. But That's why is, we're back. The truth
2: is, you you can't if you're honest with yourself, which I don't think any Kentucky fan will be. You've got to tell yourself. I mean, this is. I mean, if this kid's going and falling from, you know, a top 10 pick to because of workouts now to where he is, and that's, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to suck, but there's no reason to probably do backflips.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, but that's not what's going to happen no. is what I'm telling no, you. Oh, well, I know that. And I mean, you and I, <laughs> I had this conversation after the St. Peter's loss where – we knew there was going to be this grieving period, grieving probably not the right word, this, this period of anger, sustained anger, where any positive news about UK basketball was going to be greeted by a wide portion of the fan base with like, who cares, Cal's going to screw it up. Like they, they were going to be upset for a while, but we knew there was going to be one moment before we got to the summer oh, yeah. where it flipped into what it, where it always flips, which is we're loaded, loaded, Twitter search that word, loaded loaded, it's loaded, loaded. loaded. <laughs> today, Trevor Kelsey, today was that day. Today was the day where the UK fans who have been reacting to every little piece of news with who cares if Cal's still here, it doesn't matter. I'm still upset about last year. Why should we believe that it's going to be any different? Today was the day that it changed. Today was the day where they're like, you know what? Fluke game. And that St. Peter's team, by the way, they beat two other good teams. They went to the Elite Eight. It was just a weird game. We're gonna have better players here. Everybody was hurt. Everybody had injuries that they weren't disclosing. That's now coming out. Uh, I think Kellen Grady had been stabbed right before the game. Just didn't tell anybody because he was he was bleeding on the floor. He's
2: walking on one. He had one leg out there.
0: Ty Ty Washington, yeah, he was playing with a fake leg? Nobody nobody knew this the whole time. <laughs> Oscar Shiboy was in, he had the Ebola. He, they just it was awful. Like nobody knew that all these players were so inflicted with with illnesses and wounds and and all this stuff that's why things didn't go great down the stretch it's going to be different next year we're loaded Hulk the whole college basketball world is trembling and fear. Wait, wait
2: till sharp if sharp comes back then he goes from we're loaded to undefeated right 40-0 is that when the 40-0 starts again
0: if sharp comes back they'll do the 40-0 oh, thing. Dude,
2: they don't even need sharp to come back some of them will do it. <laughs> some of them will do it. I'm sure some are doing it today okay. oh, man it's it's,
0: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing it's going to happen every year thank you Frank Kaminsky
2: uh, I, must, uh, I forgot to send him a birthday card On April 4th I'll never forget his birthday He's 4-4 Because that's why he wore 44
0: He mentioned that after the game You knew his birthday it is today On four You're going to say the bad one? No, 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 no. Okay Well, yeah, I mean everybody I think most people know that one Okay Bill Raftery Onions Really? That's also Jeff Greer's birthday That was my bad one
2: <laughs> To a lesser extent
0: <laughs> Jeff Greer's birthday
2: Oh no It is really?
0: Yeah But we love Raf. This is a pro Bill Raftery show are we? I could remember. There was somebody else who, cool, whose birthday it was today. I can't remember who it was. Uh, we'll, we, we have to take a break. When we come back, Tom Crean made headlines last night for I the most hilarious Tom Crean reasons. We've also got Tom Brady throwing L's. Is he going to be the third assistant coach? We answer that question coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450, The Big X. <laughs> Being referred to.
1: <laughs> I don't understand the lingo. Uh,
0: what'd you try to say? Well, I don't get what he's telling you. I love the subtlety of the blonde. it back in. Remake. Is it? Yeah, Peter Tosh did this originally.
2: Okay. Peter Tosh was the former guitarist of uh, Bob Marley and the uh, Wailers. It's a good song. You should so listen to, to it. The until the day she died, take a big hit of some good some familiar. Some
0: Welcome back in, Mike Rutherford show on Force here, rolling on on fourteen fifty. Hey, I like that. The Big X. <laughs> I think what you did there. We've. Uh, <laughs> I got to address something here before we talk about the uh, the next Louisville topic that I want to get to. I just saw this as the show was going on the the Big Ten Medal of Honor, which Wisconsin in this press release refers to as the. Most significant honor a Big Ten athlete can receive. You know, it's a big deal because I've never heard of it in my entire life. <laughs> Was this on the Big Ten Network? The Big Ten Conference's highest distinction. It's like when NFL players are like, I want to win the Man of the Year. It's the biggest honor you can receive as an NFL player. I'm like, really? No, no. More than a Super Bowl? No, I don't. I think you would trade your Man of the Year finalist plaque for a Super Bowl ring or all pro
2: ring plus didn't they get like the grammy to millie Vanilli uh effect when they gave it to eugene robinson the next night he got caught picking up hookers
0: yeah well this (laughs) this is kind of along those same lines so the the wisconsin announces that two of their athletes a volleyball player and brad davison have received the big 10 medal of honor now brad davison whose nut punching became so extreme and widespread that he actually had to get suspended for it this year i If anybody deserves any sort of – and I get that academics play a part here, but this clearly has something to do with your your character, your – You would think. The way that you play the game, not necessarily how many points you score, but just doing it with character and pride and integrity. The key word character, I think, here – the key word is character should be who would think and brad davison i know he's a little white guard with a buzz cut who plays for wisconsin that doesn't mean (laughs) that that he plays the game the right way case in point watch brad davison play any game of basketball and you'll see at least one cheap shot at least one blatant cheap shot at least five i don't know flops him complaining about everything. Nobody deserves a medal of honor less in college basketball than Brad Davison. I, I'm willing to put my name on that statement.
2: All that included, and you can add this to it: the picture. I just saw because your retweet. The picture of him in this like press announcement. The dude just looks evil. I mean, he looks like the kind of guy that put like his mom in a third-rate nursing home to save a discount. Yeah, like I, I just I would not trust this dude one bit.
0: But he'd do it with a buzz cut. He'd do it with a buzz cut. And he'd probably be well-dressed. That's nice. This is the... You know what? This is why you haven't won a national title in two decades Big Ten. This is why you keep getting embarrassed in the NCAA tournament this year. This crap. Because you reward guys like Brad Davison instead of people who are actually good at basketball now, well, now, and who play the game the right way.
2: Again, as, as noted earlier, be slightly nice to Wisconsin. They are a savior of ours in a, in a small way.
0: Had they not beaten UK... That was old Wisconsin. That was, that was the Bo Ryan era. I, Greg Gard era is totally different it's, it's, it's got a point. Bo Ryan era was Frank Kaminsky And Sam Decker And Nigel uh, Hayes and, and fun And you know Talking about stenographers guess, And having good times I'm name guys
2: off that one team
0: <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> Jimmy Jackson's son was on that team J- He was there Trayvon Jackson Oh yeah.
2: Okay. yeah It'd be nice if I remember his name I just don't know him was Jimmy Jackson's kid
0: <laughs> Alando Tucker uh, Was he on that team? No 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 That's what I'm saying I'm, oh, trying, yeah, to, I'm yeah. trying to name okay, Bo okay. Ryan guys From back. before then okay. they, they, It was fun They were cool Michael Finley. Michael Finley <laughs> And then Greg Guard comes in here. No, it's it now it's just Brad Davidson punching dudes in the nuts. Yeah. That's all it is. And not being great at basketball and losing early in the tournament.
2: That's what they get for for, for threatening uh, Wagner to 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 change their logo because it looked like too much like the Wisconsin W. That's
0: when they that's when they lost their way.
2: Yeah. That's when Wisconsin True story, by the way. They, they actually, actually reached that. out, yeah. It's incredible. It's amazing they would even give two bleeps that Oh, I'm sorry. high school using a collegiate or pro logo is theirs?
0: Oh, I've never seen that around. Now, I have a request to everybody listening who will answer the following question oh, with a no. If you have not seen ha- have – first of all, I assume you've seen the Tom Crean video oh, from last night. I've seen it. I've watched it like 10 times. If you're listening to this and you don't know what we're talking about and you're like, what Tom Crean video? I haven't seen it drop what you're doing. Yes. Don't care if it's work. Don't care if you're coaching your team's literally, your son's little league game. Don't care what you're doing. Stop everything. Go find this video. I retweeted it last night. Should we pause for like 20 seconds while people watch it? No, they can do it while we talk. Okay. We're not that interesting. That's, that's I think a good point. I saw it on Crimson Quarry, which is the SB Nation Indiana side. It's at Crimson Quarry, all one word. Yeah, uh, Grossman retweeted their
2: their version. That's how I saw it.
0: The video is this. It, it, it's at some sort of, basketball tournament aau game and a kid hands tom Crean his phone and says like take a video of us doing this quick dance like tiktok yeah do do this tiktok we're gonna do this tiktok dance can you video us and Crean does it (laughs) there's one (laughs) so good
2: uh, can you describe by giving it? To, can you, did your description give this justice? It can't. There's no I, way. Which is why I yeah. said everybody
0: needs to, to stop what they're doing and watch this video. Crane basically does not re- realize that the camera's on him the entire time. <laughs> he takes the phone. There's also a follow-up video of him like taking. Uh, somebody else has the video of him actually taking the video. So oh, the video. I seen that one. So the video is basically Tom Crane filming himself from very close up as he watches <laughs> these people do this dance. <laughs> you don't see. He's making classic Tom Crane goofy faces. He doesn't blink for the entire 20 second video which is maybe the most unnerving thing about it and then at the end of it he's just like and a kid behind him clearly notices what's going on because he starts laughing at the looking at the camera (laughs) at the phone and laughing and then Tom Green's like is it for TikTok? Is that TikTok? Is that a TikTok? Is what I heard. Yeah. At the end, it's just <laughs> this goofy bastard. We got to get him back in college basketball somewhere.
2: Like so, a friend of mine, like, I had somebody today tell me they thought it was he. He did that on purpose. He's like that. Oh, he's got. It. He's now like swerving into the skin, so to speak, of the Tom Crean reputation. I had the thought. I, I don't think it is. I think that was genuine. He had no idea the phone wasn't flipped.
0: I had the thought because you know Tom Crean's back. He's out of the coaching game, and the last time he was out of the coaching game, he kind of ramped up the PR stuff. He would go on, uh, pardon my take, with with Big Cat and, and PFT, and he would, you know, talk to Tyus and Tate. He would he would reach out and kind of make himself seem more approachable. He'd play into the joke that I'm the weirdest guy alive, which was <laughs> the right thing for him to do. And then he got back into coaching and. Was awful at Georgia. Couldn't win more than five games in the SEC with the backcourt of Anthony Edwards and Severe Willer. So there was a thought that I had when I saw this and I was like, really maybe he's funny. trying to get attention for himself again and like do the funny thing. Maybe somebody will give me a TV job or somebody will give me a coaching job because they, you know, they think I'm funny and people are talking about me. I don't think he's smart enough to do that. That's where I landed on this. I, the creepy little grin he has, too, when he's watching this kid do it.
2: I'm re- Part of me really wants to know what this TikTok dance looked like. Well, the thing is,
0: he would have to be working with these kids. He would have had to have had somebody like reach out to these kids and be like, okay, we're going to do this funny thing where you hand me the phone, and I'm acting like I'm filming you doing a dance, but I'm really just taking a video of myself, and this is going to go viral. And I don't think that Tom Crean is nearly savvy enough to pull that off. <laughs> I agree. It's way too involved for somebody like Crean to do. And I don't think he also has like a a PR person or an agent who's advising him to do this. I think he just is a dumb old guy who did a dumb old guy thing.
2: Well, but I mean, someone's recording him hand Crean the phone though. So there's two different technically videos, right? Right. Like I
0: said, the, the, there's another video out there that shows like the whole thing where he's like do filming. Do you think the them. kids set him up? Yes. Okay. So we we okay, but Crean wasn't a part of it. No. Okay. That's that's where I land on this. That's uh, yeah. Okay. That's, Regardless, it's one of the greatest videos so in the history of mankind.
2: Look on the like I want that to be a, I kind of want that to be my avatar on Twitter. <laughs> the green express he's got on this on this guy's doing, wearing his his plaid shirt. He looks like he's
0: straight off the Green Acres set. Tom Crean is one of those rare human beings <laughs> where you can't. You can't fake that level of awkwardness. There's no. no, if you set out to just be the most strange person alive, you, you couldn't do this. People would call you out. They'd be like, eh, like you're, you're trying too hard. Kareem, this is just who he is. He's just this naturally weird. He's just a walking progressive commercial. Like, he has no idea like what, this is TikTok. The faces <laughs> he makes are just like, again, you can't, you can't imitate that. Like I, he would be the hardest person to play in a movie. You couldn't because you can't mimic that. You so can't now, mimic Tom that Hanks behavior.
2: To, I think Tom Hanks would do a good Tom Crean.
0: One of my favorite videos of all time <laughs> is after they beat Michigan and him pulling that that assistant, the guy who'd been, "You helped ruin the program. You helped ruin the pro." <laughs> like, what what are you doing? Like, he's just the goofiest, weirdest guy alive, and we gotta get him. He's got to find a job somewhere. Somebody give him a gig. I mean,
2: someone's gonna give Crean a job. He, he, I mean, he's gonna. Are they? I mean, you're a mid major. Why would you not? He'd probably be a successful at somewhat of a mid major. I would
0: think. I don't know. At this point, I don't know if he would. He couldn't do anything at Georgia, and he got players. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that is true. I mean,
2: but he also I mean, he wasn't horrible at IU, especially dealing with the circumstances he took over for sure. He clearly wasn't horrible at Marquette. I mean, obviously, it took you know having a generational talent to get him you know into a Final Four, but, but still, he got there. He still got there. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, I I mean I could see him going to a yeah I could see him going to a Mac school and keep it and doing a good job of keeping it. I mean, is he going to be you know a guy that's going to dominate and maybe have a Steve Fisher or San Diego State type run? Probably not. I think what you but, see. but he could keep his head above water and be a twenty win season every year. Which I don't think know, so. If you're in Ohio and you got a guy winning twenty games, you know, I mean now they have John Gross do not to worry about that. But or is he at Akron? I forget. He's at Akron. Akron, yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, I could see
2: him going there and, and being consistent and. You
0: know, being loved. I think what you see, though, from from coaches that have the resume that Crean has, which is once upon a time they were seen as one of the biggest rising stars in coaching. Yep. They get a big-time gig. It doesn't go great. They get a fallback gig. That also goes poorly. No. When you get down that path, And it's like like Tom cream now has to be thinking like, I'm never going to be back at a program, the level of Indiana. Again, that dream, he probably had that dream when he was at Georgia. I win big here. I'm going to get another big time gig that I I can win a national title. Like that dream's gone now. And I think a lot of times when you see guys at that point in their career, they just don't have the same fire that they did 25 years earlier, which is understandable. They've made enough money that they're always going to be stable. Their family is going to be stable forever. Generations of their family are going to be in good shape. What like, it takes a true basketball insane person, like a Rick Patino, to have that same fire at a low to mid-major conference program. And speaking of Rick Pitino, did you see yesterday, <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. He came out and was like, we got to get Ion into a multi-bid league. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like he's you like. Win. I look at the, the Atlantic Ten. You can wish in
2: one hand and bleep in the other. So it fills up first on that one?
0: Right? Uh, it's just it's so. I mean, I mean Iowa is, is, is a founding member of the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. They have very little to offer a league like the one that Patino mentioned by name, which was the Atlantic Ten. They've got very little to offer a conference like I mean, that. The Atlantic Ten is not even a guarantee multi-league bid. But I mean, in most years, they're going to be. They can be. And yeah. Patino pointed to them and said, "I think they've been in multi-league bid in uh, nine of the last ten oh, have NCAA they? tournaments." Okay, well, stay corrected. Like, they, Patino pointed at them and was like, that's the type of league that we need to get into. And all these Iona people are like, we love you, coach, but, like, no. it's also, And they're like, they're like, also, maybe have a little bit more success at Iona before we start yeah, doing this. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think if I'm an Iona fan, and I guess the only one I can think of would be Jeff Ruland, would be like, you know, listen, coach, we brought you in because we didn't want to worry about having to be a multi-league team. We, You should be able to... Be at Iona and win. This is the way it's going to be here. And poor Rick's like, yeah, but, I mean, the second best team in our division just went to lead eight. <laughs> Everybody's if said, anything, argue that, that the Miac is a – or is Miac. MAC. 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 Uh,
0: is a multi-team league. I mean – Well, that's not going to happen. I know. And but, the MAC is perennially one of the five or six worst conferences in college basketball. Like, it's, it's never going to be a multi-bid league. Mm. Well, I say that. It was when Fran McCaffrey was at Siena, was the only time, when he had that team that almost beat us oh, yeah, the in the second round am. back in 09. Uh They had some really good teams How there.
2: dare we had to play Ohio State and Ohio and Dayton. This yeah. is, we didn't even get to play
0: Ohio State. <laughs> that was one of our toughest games until Lily Elite Eight. They, we almost damn near. Yeah, had scared us. Yeah, Tiwo played here in the last two minutes, saved us. I was there. It was a very, very scary game. But when, when they lost to Ryder... Everybody said the same thing, which is like, Patino, you're going to start to now see the frustration Mm -hmm. of being in a position where you can be clearly the best team in a conference for four months. Like, that's your league. You're the best team. You should be the representative in the NCAA tournament. And then one bad two-hour period in March wipes away everything. Like, Patino is not – like, he's going to flip out about this. And sure enough, it took less than a month for him to come out and be like, we got to get into a multi-bid league. Which is a impossibility for a program like Iona, and also something that I don't think the university would even want. Like they're, it's their conference; they've been there forever. They're happy there. They're not going any any place. But Patino, if you wanted to find evidence that he might consider jumping to a different gig in the next, I don't know, two, three, four, five years, that foundation's being laid. Like there's evidence I mean, now starting to creep up. I think that we he's,
2: knew that was going to happen. I mean. It, maybe I mean I don't know. I don't see him retiring out now. I think he has. To, I think he. If anything, he's. It's nev- nothing's going to happen. Obviously, until he we found out he gets a show cause or anything from the, the the findings, which is possible. And if you're Iona, you 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 take that up and swallow it
0: and let him stay anyway, and because it's Rick Pitino and you're Iona. But by the way, the text line. I'm just glancing. There, some of them have watched the cream video for the first time. And oh, the reactions are everything that I wanted. It's beautiful, movie. isn't it? It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, Texas says, 502-414-1450, the Thornton text line. Tom Crean to Spalding. You heard it here first. <laughs> Spalding's not a team. Yeah. Sullivan's the one that doesn't have a team anymore, right? Sullivan, I don't think, ever had a team. That yeah, they, eight- they won the junior
2: college championship my, my, the year my mom went there. Sullivan was a culinary school for a long time. Yeah, but they uh, they had a basketball program. Sullivan College. Yeah, they had uh, the Corey Douglas, who went to Wagner, and up playing and Xavier, transferred there. Um, they had the kid one kid transferred to Cincinnati. Their three best players all went D1 because uh, they were good. Corey Davis went to Xavier. One kid went to San Diego. Are you he, sure about
0: uh, Yes. Huh. You're, you're talking about Sullivan. Yeah. Okay. I, I'll i believe you. They I, I won, never won, knew Sullivan had a they basketball They won like
2: an NAIA championship or whatever, like their second – and then they got rid of basketball like two years later for some reason. Really? Yeah. I, I had no idea. Then that, I guess so when they got rid of the basketball program, I'm yeah, gonna have to look this, this up. would have been circa early 2000s. So.
0: Really? That late? Yeah, it's been
2: that long because because Douglas was a, Corey was a senior at Wagner in my freshman year.
0: Man, all I knew about them was they were the cooking school. Yeah, they and that they are. Yeah, but and now my wife went to pharmacy school there. Okay, and my mom went to gra- graduate from there for travel and tourism. Text her right away. Oh, Trevor is correct about Sullivan. My aunt cheer for them. Yeah,
2: there you go. I, I, they had a good team. Like I said, they, I no idea. I have to look it up. But the one kid went to Cincinnati was good, uh, and then another one I want to say went to. Uh, what is it, Toledo or something? I can't remember. All three of them went to, and like I said, and Corey went to Zaber.
0: Uh, one of the funniest Crane jokes on your site, Mike, was the mock-up of people responding to someone telling them they are beautiful. In the last photo was Crane smiling with the goofiest expression on his face. I laughed thinking about it. Please share it again. Actually, I ran into that picture, that image that I, that I did the other day, and I was like, this may be the best thing I've ever done. Remember, there was a whole like there was a viral meme where it was like pictures of people before and after telling them that they're beautiful. And the first picture is them, like, looking at the camera, just staring, looking normal, and then them, like, smiling, looking really happy. And I did it with Crane at the very end of it. I just, like, Photoshopped him into it at the bottom with him making one of his goofy faces and then one of his goofy smiles. Oh, it was great. It was wonderful. Corey Douglas' son was the one that played at Ballard a few years ago, the shot
2: blocker. had a big box, big box cut. I don't, I don't know if you remember know, him. He, he ended up going to VCU. Okay.
0: Like his son did. Texas, I used to play b-ball at Sullivan every Tuesday with a few of their assistant coaches. There you go. Texas' is Tom Crane, third assistant, confirmed. <laughs> well,
2: you have to beat out Tom Brady for that and you'll find out why later.
0: Texas said, Trevor, if you think the Wisconsin and Wagner High School thing is bad, Butler High School had to recently fundraise to change their baseball uniforms because they used the same B on their uniforms and hats as the Red Sox and Butler got a cease and desist. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Wagner got that's, thats That's awful. That's bull, isn't it? This is why the Red Sox suck.
2: I agree. Sorry, I mean, TJ. They're terrible. I, I well, they suck anyway because they're playing the Blue Jays. I'm not a big fan. I mean, any pro team that does that should just be shamed uh, yes i mean yeah, there's because there, i mean i think i told you i don't know if i told you this on or off there but there was a, like a span because i live across the street from what used to be mother good Council. Mm-hmm. and now it's portland christian which i don't know when it changed i don't even remember but like i guess they're the eagles so there was like when after they changed i kept seeing all these like eagle logo stickers on the back the cars i'm thinking hell these eagle fans come from they jump on the bandwagon <laughs> and this is before the Super Bowl. i'm like what the hell and it, it, when you get close you know that the very bottom it, right in small script it says portland christian so i guess that's their look so they use the eagles logo and listen philadelphia is never worried about it and they're never going to because we're above that
0: there are multiple high schools not just in kentucky was, but across the country that have yeah. like the exact louisville bird logo i believe it yeah because i get sent them Like all the time, like like, does this look familiar? And it's like somebody, like like some county high school with like that has like the Cardinal Bird with teeth at their midcourt of their gym. And to my knowledge, like Louisville hasn't pulled a cease and desist on them. Well, they care. They shouldn't care. And and they're
2: not the only one. Like you said, yeah, there's all a majority
0: of public schools probably use a college or pro logo. Like I don't think anybody, some way or another, I don't think anybody in the last ten years has been to a Butler Bears baseball game and been like. This makes me think less of the Boston Red Sox now because that B looks <laughs> the bumpy B looks just like the Red Sox B. G-
2: get over yourself. That's ridiculous. Uh, my uncle's really pissed because he had to order a new because uh, we used to do the you know the, put the W on the the midfield. We had that's when I was having to paint the field back in the day with him. Oh, God, I would have loved a video of that. Oh. you don't want to- me me doing paint in the field just
0: you the noises you had to have been
2: making when you're uh, three of us out there me my uncle john and and, and then three of ours that would help us i mean he got the mail he was like man gotta do this no more band get out there and paint the field the the pleasures of being in a better school but he he was i remember him being mad because that's when it happened we was there and he was like i gotta order a new freaking
0: stetzel for the, the, the the logo and get a
2: whole new logo and all this stuff Texas, oh,
0: my God, that video, the smirk on his face, I'm dying. It's incredible. <laughs> the smirk is great. Same person also said TK just really dropped a quote about Jason Capono. or by Jason Capono. Oh, yeah. That's Te- one of my favorite quotes of all time. Texas, it's incredible that Tom Cre- – I do forget this all the time, that Tom Crean's brother-in-law is Jim Harbaugh. What a weird duo. I, I, I forget that. They too, have yeah. to have the weirdest holiday gatherings of any family <laughs> in the world. Hardball and creams. The hardballs and the Kareens. There's just, there's no way that there's any sort of normal conversation that takes place. No, none. And if it does, the facial expressions just still make it weird. There's no way. Weirdest people on earth. It's got to be a great Thanksgiving, right? God. Well, the hardballs are typically getting ready to lose to ohio state in football (laughs) this year notwithstanding let's take a break when we come back we got one more hour left Uh, we're going to talk about the tom brady thing we'll take more of your text on the thornton's text line nil debate continuing to rage we talked a little bit about it with oscar shibwe but there's some other stories out there that i think have people firing off all sorts of takes Is this good for college sports is it bad for college sports we'll get into that coming up it's hour number three and it's on the way next here on 1450 the big x
1: a hard lesson in a small Texas town. He fired up a fat boy and he passed him around. The last words I spoke before they tucked me in. (laughs) I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again My party's all over before it began You can pour me some old whiskey, River, my friend But
2: I'll never smoke weed with Willie again
0: Hour number three of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Rolling on now. Who is this? Technically, uh, I forgot.
2: It said Toby Keith. That's not. It was off the Bob and Tom
0: show. No way, it's Toby Keith.
2: Keith. It's an actor that did a Bob. It was was a famous Bob and Tom skit. That's why you hear the laughing in the background. Bob and Tom were known
0: to do just laugh during all their skits, but
2: they were pretty funny.
0: (laughs) Trevor's been celebrating 420. It's a great uh, song. In studio, not literally, but with the music today. Nerd breaks. And potential. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm
2: actually spent the whole break trying to remember the name of the kid that that also played at slow and going through rosters. on God. I
0: knew you were doing something (laughs) because you you weren't talking at all. I knew you had to be researching something
2: yeah. I should have
0: known that's what it was
2: you know and I'm not talking to you' often during a break
0: yeah I knew you,
2: yeah something had to have caught your your ear it's gonna drive me insane if I can't remember the names of the, the other two players that run that team it's
0: okay well we have an hour left then You know you're gonna you get have to the rest take, of the night the, to research this the best part is, is you'll get a text at like 11:30 from me that was like it was so and so that's exactly what's going to happen there's there's no part of me that believes otherwise uh, we've got we've we spent the last two hours talking we talked about uh, Louisville's triumph over Kentucky in baseball last night. We talked about Oscar Chibwe returning to Kentucky, the, the NIL implications, the overall implications for college basketball. We've been taking your text as well. Uh, I also wanted to point out last night, Jim Patterson Stadium, both baseball teams, they've joined the movement. I've been beating this drum for what feels like a you know, 10 years. Every time that Louisville plays Kentucky in a sport, it should be red versus blue. Forget the we wear white For home games, we wear white for away games. We're wearing alternates. Louisville's in red. Kentucky's in blue. Utah and BYU do it. Other rivalries have developed the the same thing where they wear their primary colors when they play one another. It needs to be a thing. Last night at Jim Patterson, props to both Dan McDonald and Nick Mingeone for making this happen. It was red versus blue. It was beautiful. Now, I think women's basketball's done it. The other sports have gotten into it. I think volleyball did it this year. We just need football and men's basketball to follow suit. Let's make this thing happen. It's just... It, it's the way it should be. When yeah. you're in Kentucky, you should wear red, your fans should wear red, and UK fans and their players should be wearing blue. It's just It looks better. You know who probably was wearing red at, the, at that game last night? Nick Roush.
2: Nick Roush. I took, know he was there. Who took his son Duke to his first baseball
0: game, and what a game to see for a future Louisville fan. I did like his tweet where he said this is pretty much Kentucky's baseball team, and it was Duke trying to walk up the mini hill behind uh, the fence and just falling down, just falling <laughs> over. It was nice. It was well done. Two, big, two of the bigger little fans you'll ever meet right there. He loves them. Pop, he does. He loves his cards. He does. He, he won't admit it. Married a U of a volleyball player just yeah. so we could be closer to the program. That's what's going on here. Uh, we've got, uh, we have got. We want to hear from you this hour. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Um, we've talked about Sean McNeil coming in town next weekend now we know that uh Huntley hadfield is coming in brandon Huntley hadfield from tennessee is coming in this weekend as louisville continues to try to find some grad transfers or normal transfers to join for next year's roster one transfer who's not going to be coming to Louisville, luis rodriguez the transfer from ole miss that louisville had reached out to at the beginning of this month announced today that he is headed to unlv so that one's off the board mm. but we'll keep a you know every day it seems like bigger and better players are earning the portal and today we got my favorite type of announcement in this day and age, which came from... <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, gosh. Frog about that. You there. all right? You going to make it? I'm okay. Uh, we got my favorite type of announcement today from... Um, oh, God. AJ... What's his name? Um, Guyton? No, 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 no. Uh, AJ Green from Northern Iowa. The... A wide receiver, no different. AJ Green, basketball player from Northern Iowa. Okay, not he's, be he's a defensive back from Nebraska, two time Missouri Valley player of the year. He's played four seasons, so he could use his extra year to come back if he wanted to. But he announced today he's entering the NBA draft, but he's also entering the transfer portal. Can you do that? But he's also leaving open the possibility of coming back to Northern Iowa for one more season. Everything's on the table, big <sighs> graphic out. I call it the Holy Trinity when you make that announcement. I might be going pro. I might be going to a different school. I might be staying at my current school. I'm making the announcement, though, to let you know where I am.
2: <laughs> He's playing next year. That we can confirm.
0: He's playing basketball somewhere. Somewhere. Barring injury, A.J. Green will be playing basketball somewhere. But I love that announcement. If he does stay in the portal, however, would love to have him. He's very good. Uh, but Louisville, we'll see. There hasn't been any big-time news about them reaching out to any new transfers, at least in the last 48 hours. But we now know that there are two that we're on the final list for. Both are visiting. Let's hope hope that we can lock down those. And hopefully we'll get a uh, Devon re-announcement sometime in the near future. By the way, Cincinnati Reds currently in the fourth inning. They're not losing. I we weren't – no wonder we are talking about them. Zero zero. Good for them. They have not given up a hit. They have two hits themselves. This is a wagon. It's a movement. We're feeling good about it.
2: By the way, just to give you an update. Okay. It was 1997 when Sullivan. Called. I was
0: hoping this wasn't what the update was about.
2: One year removed after winning the 1996 <laughs> NJCAA tournament championship. Okay, so that was the So, so they were a JUCO. They weren't in NIA. Yeah, 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 they were JUCO. That's yeah, so why I knew that. I knew they weren't. They were. Yeah, gotcha. JUCO, so. Okay, but yeah, they they got rid of basketball. The very they won the title. And we're like, we're out. We're done. 97 was last, was when they pulled. The Costanza blood.
0: going out on top. I still can't find the uh, the roster from that 90s. Were they the Sullivan Chefs? What was their mascot? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't the know. The Raiders? <laughs> come out with a big cleaver. <laughs> Did you see? I, I'm hesitant to talk about this because I, I don't know if I'm ready yet mentally to address this. It's still a very dark day in my life. It's still a very sore subject for me personally. Um, but last night, I couldn't avoid the news that David Jones entered the transfer portal. And if you're wondering, that name sounds kind of familiar. Where do I know that from? That's the player who almost single-handedly murdered DePaul Day, a holiday that, that I held near and dear to my heart that Louisville fans learned to love as well and that was obliterated last December by Chris Mack's return and also this this young man who scored 33 points and grabbed 14 rebounds. He's in the transfer portal, which begs the question, is the only way to potentially save DePaul Day, which I have declared dead many times. There's no hope of it returning.
2: Yeah, I, I feel unfair, too, because I just... It just I, it, it ended before it got started with me.
0: This feels like kind of a pet cemetery situation where the only way to, to unearth it, pun intended, is to sign David, uh, David Jones and then just like not play him at all. <laughs> I feel like that's the only way to bring DePaul Day back because we do play at DePaul next season. And so if we're going to, to have this legacy, if there's any hope of it returning, I think we have to have David Jones on our side. And it is sort of a bizarro pet cemetery situation. Would you be first of all, David Jones is awesome. Like forget the DePaul jokes and the DePaul element. If he wanted to come here, I mean, he almost went to Kentucky. He picked DePaul over UK. If he wanted to come here, then hell yeah. Like we we need him. We saw that firsthand. He's really, really good. And if he got some actual coaching, I think he could be even better. would love to have him, but he's in the portal. Now, one of the bigger names out there, the portal just keeps expanding. I mean, we're going to have options. I just hope we can land some of these kids because we need some big time help for next season. Yeah. I would be not be upset if he showed up. Now, here's what I'm going to... I would be a little upset.
2: I mean, I would tell him, like, hey, you got to make up for what you did. You know what you did.
0: You helped ruin this program, Tom Crane voice. <laughs> I want to talk about The Athletic. Yesterday, The Athletic's rubbing everybody the wrong way. Like Everybody's mad at The Athletic. I'm not sure what UK fans are. I don't know what was written, but they're, they're mad at The Athletic. But yesterday, we talked about Matt Norlander from CBS. He does his four years after the fact. Coaching grades. Yeah. Which I think is a smarter way to do it than grading the current mm-hmm. coaching hires because does anybody really know?
2: Same thing, it's different. Then I'll take but it. But it's, it, I
0: mean, it's clickbait. Let's be real. Well, a-
2: what is it on the internet? Well,
0: especially this time of the year in college basketball circles. You know, these early top 25s, nobody's got any bleeping clue what these rosters are going to look like. They just want the fans of these respective programs to click on the rankings and either be happy and share it with everybody or get mad and share it with everybody. That's how the biz goes. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> that's what they're asking for you in the month of April is NBA draft takes if you got them, which I don't, and then give us some top 25s, give us some coaching grades, get some eyeballs, whether it's controversial or, or not on your work. And so the Athletic today, they came out with their, this is from Brian Hamilton. They did not coaching grades, but they tried to tier the coaching hires of the offseason so far. They've got five tiers. Would you venture a guess as to where they have Louisville's hiring of Kenny Payne? What tier? Uh,
2: would would tier five be the high, Would
0: like Tier five's the worst. Tier one's the best.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to say tier two.
0: Tier two is correct. Yeah. They've got uh, him. You don't. you
2: want to be overhyped, but you, I could see that sounds perfect for the preseason. It makes
0: sense. I, I mean, it's hard to grade somebody who's never been a head coach before. I don't know if you heard of this. I don't know if you were aware of this. Uh, as a tier one hire, it's even with all the positive momentum that it feels like we have right now, even with all the you know the positive reaction we've gotten to hiring Nolan Smith and hiring Danny Manning, at the end of the day, it's still if you're giving this an A plus or a tier one grade, it's difficult to do when the guy hasn't been a head coach before. Case in point, John Shire also is a tier two hire according to the Athletic. Now, the other coaches that are in the tier two, as I mentioned, it's John Shire of Duke and then Chris Jans at Mississippi State. Jance who just killed it at New Mexico State, um, won the WAC seemingly every year, and finally got a little success in the NCAA tournament. Now he's going to Starkville. Now they named two hires of the offseason as Tier 1 hires. Would you care to venture a guess as to who those were? You might need a list of the hirings, but off the top of your head, can you think of a hire that's happened over the last month that would be graded as a Tier 1 hire by The Athletic? Uh, Sean Miller to Xavier? Sean Miller to Xavier is one. There's, yeah, I can see that. I'm kind of surprised,
2: though. Well, it's because you, you look at it the perspective of the guy who was, you know, awesome. At, I mean, relatively successful, obviously. Well, definitely successful. And Arizona. Arizona now going to what would be perceived as a easier place to win. So, I mean, whether it is or not, you know, it can be argued. But I think that's why he would be considered tier one. Um, the other one, I'm trying to think.
0: Uh, think. Very prominent recently. I don't want to use the term "flash in the pan" because maybe he kills it. But he's oh, Seton Hall, yes, Seton Hall away. So I'm Holloway, Going yeah. from St. Peter's to Seton Hall. But... I was trying to think. I was. I was going. I was trying to think of the, the, the small colleges that moved up. That
2: would definitely be it. Yeah. And I'm. He doesn't go if he only wins that one game against Kentucky. Is it a tier one higher? Probably not. I think it's probably tier two. Maybe a tier. I mean, yeah. He still gets. He still gets a Seton Hall job anyway.
0: And this is why I think doing this exercise is and look, Brian Hamilton wins because we're sitting here talking about this on a radio show in <laughs> Louisville, sure. Kentucky. Yeah, really. But it's it's a fruitless exercise because let's say Iona with Rick Patino doesn't lose to Ryder in the quarterfinals of the of the MAC tournament, which I think they only lost by one point. Could have gone either way. They, they, they probably they had beaten St. Peter's fairly handily in both of their regular season meetings. They would have been favored if they had played them in the MAC championship game. MAAC. So If Iona does what they're supposed to do and goes to the NCAA tournament and they're a 12-seed, 13-seed, like nobody's talking about St. Peter. Sheen Holloway might still get this job. He was the favorite for the gig um, when it was becoming apparent that Kevin Willard was was interested in in leaving for somewhere else. I mean, was he going to get it if they lose to Kentucky, you think, though? Yes. I I do, but I don't think that it's this universally praised hire where everybody's falling over themselves, which is – this is March. This is the the landscape of college basketball. When you are this – tied to your postseason you're going to have things like this that there's a razor thin margin between you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and who the hell is this guy why the hell are we hiring him like this would have been just kind of a meh whatever hire from the rest of the country had st peter's not gone on what i think is the greatest cinderella run in the history of the ncaa tournament and the re so i i, I kind of would push like would anybody be shocked I'd be surprised, but I wouldn't be shocked if Shaheen Holloway is just kind of like, okay, at Seton Hall. I think he's going to do really well. But if you said he has about the same level of success as Kevin Willard, where they're good in the, in the Big East, but they're not really a threat to go to Final Fours or win national titles, I'd buy that. And I think people are falling over themselves because of, of, of three games primarily. And again, I think it's a great hire. But if it doesn't wind up panning out the way that Seton Hall fans all want it to, I'm also not going to be shocked. The issue that I have with Sean Miller and Xavier is, yes, based on his track record, he's a great get for a program like Xavier. How sure are we that he's not going to get hit with some sort of punishment when the Arizona stuff finally comes down?
2: I mean, but didn't it, I know Xavier is obviously a better school than Iona. But if you're Xavier, I mean, do you think the juice is worth the squeeze like Iona is with Rick Pitino in terms of, yeah, we're going to lose him for maybe – a chunk of a season but in the long run we got sean miller i mean you, you I think, think if you're a xavier fan you would be if above that's,
0: that if that's their concern then i buy it he's got a lack of head coach control charge on his name like to him and the ncaa this has kind of quietly been happening they've been handing out lengthy show causes like hotcakes since the commission on college basketball happened like they gave a 10-year show cause to that Ohio State field hockey coach or whatever who was having teams practice yeah, 20 minutes that's longer that's than they should field have. field
2: hockey. You know, you know, they gave
0: Kevin Ollie a gigantic one. They got in trouble for it but they, they did. They gave yeah. uh, uh, Mark Gottfried will never coach in college basketball again because of the, the show cause that they handed him. Like They are handing out lengthy show causes and they have also consistently said we're not going to punish people that had nothing to do with this stuff which leads me to believe that they're going to punish harshly people who did have something to do with this and Sean Miller he's all over the FBI stuff oh yeah so much so that that was I mean that that was primarily Arizona can say whatever they want to say that's why they ended up parting ways with him like they tried to hang on as long as they could it helped that they had a down season but it it was just a untenable relationship he was going to get some sort of punishment Arizona wants to mitigate its own punishment when the time comes and so they parted what they got rid of him I'd be shocked if he doesn't get some sort of personal punishment. And I think that if it's, if it is just part of a season that he has to sit out, like you said, then it's worth it. But if, if we're talking like multi-year show cause, or we're talking season long punishment, I don't know how you can qualify that as a tier one hire. That has to be part of this equation. That has to be taken into consideration here. Cause it's not like he just left Arizona under his own accord. And he's been on the sidelines for a year waiting for the right gig to get back involved. He made his own bed and yeah. and it's still not finished. Like, this is not, this is very much a work in progress. Like, the, I would not be shocked at all if, if Xavier ends up regretting this because of, some, of whatever the NCAA's punishment winds up being. But if it's not, then yeah, it's absolutely worth the risk. Now, other hires that, I don't know, kind of stood out to me, they have Dennis Gates in Missouri as a tier three hire. I don't think Dennis Gates is going to do well in Missouri, just personal opinion. I mean, it's, how is that? Is, how is that tier
2: three? When it, I mean that, that doesn't. The needle is not even shaking at that one.
0: It shouldn't be. Yeah, that's a tier. That's a, that's a bottom tier. I'm sorry. They also have Kevin Willard at Maryland, who's maybe the, the, I think that was the second biggest job that was open. This coaching carousel, they've got that is a tier three hire. Matt McMahon going from Murray State to LSU as a tier three, and then Todd Gold, my boy from San Francisco, going to Florida as a tier three as well. Just, just out of curiosity, did anyone get lower than the tier three? Yeah. Thad Mata, at Butler, they have as a tier four. Oh, I hear four. you say that. Okay. okay no, I, no I, just, I just said it. Okay. Wow. Good. I didn't miss that. <laughs> no, but I, I, I said they've got five tiers, so they've got they've got multiple coaches in every tier.
2: Okay, so there are some fives, too, as well.
0: Yes. I, okay. I, I think th- – I'm shocked that they have Thad Mata as a tier four. I'm a little surprised, too, because that seems like – Dude can coach. We know that.
2: Yeah, and – Honestly, if it hadn't slipped my mind, I would have guessed him. If you would give me another few
0: minutes to think of something, I would have guessed him as a tier one. I would have too. They've got Jerome Tang, the longtime Baylor assistant who took the Kansas State job as a tier four. I think that also is too low. I, I mean, just judging by what people who know way more about this than I do have said for a long time, like yeah, I couldn't say anything about him, but then it's Kansas State. I mean, it is Kansas State, but you know, whatever. But he's kind of the guy who a lot of people give credit for Scott Drew going from. Basically changing his whole philosophy and going with this tough nosed great college players I mean, for the last been, five years. How long has he been assistant there? I think since,
2: so more than three years. Say yes. Okay, if that's the case, then I would think that you should have a little more oomph for for a hire of of, of the, a top assistant for one of the best program of top five programs in the last five years.
0: Yeah, and he's also the guy who gets the credit for
2: basically their whole defensive philosophy. Like he's installed that system. I mean, what tier did your boy from when he went to Arizona get? Did he get a tier four too? You talking about Brandon Lloyd? Yeah, no idea. I mean, I'm just saying that by that mindset, I think that he did probably did.
0: <laughs> I mean, if they did this, yeah, yeah I've I'm, got, I've got no idea. Um, but the other coaches, the, the tier five, you were asking, there were two tier five hires, and I think they're both understanding. Lamont Paris at South Carolina was a nothing hire. I don't. People were shocked. So. I don't even know who that is. He went from Chattanooga, um, where he was fine. Okay, I mean, they were, yeah, but it was a surprise, and then Mike White. Who was fired by Florida? Yeah, going man. to Georgia? Georgia just, that one actually does make a lot of sense. Actually, <laughs> it's that, awful because that's a retread hire. It is. I mean,
2: that's and, and if you're a retread hire at that Coming point. Coming off the program, who
0: just made a retread hire that failed miserably?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're, yeah, that's that is definitely. I don't know about the South Carolina one. I just don't know enough about them. And, and you said Chattanooga, which I know they've had some success there, but Not I assume enough. that's under him. But yeah, I mean, it is also South Carolina. Yeah, the only one right now off the top of my head is definitely the Mike White. It's
0: bad. I mean that's because yeah that's that's
2: not a good hire.
0: I, I want to give a quick shout out to I've mentioned this young lady on, on the show before as a I think I said it in the fall like just keep an ear out remember this name it's Zakiya Johnson from Sacred Heart she's probably pretty good basketball or some sporter phenomenal or basketball player I mean, she was just named last night the Max Press, Preps National Freshman of the Year best overall freshman in high school basketball in the entire country this is if you've watched. Any highlights, or if you made it out to a second heart game this past winter, you know you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a player that hopefully in a few years will be lacing them up for Jeff Walls at Louisville because she is, again, just remember the name. She's going to be a big, big, big time deal by the time she gets deep into her high school career. Once She's we fantastic.
2: A local What's the time we had a real good women's basketball player
0: locally? I mean, Crystal Kelly. Was that okay? Was, her and those second heart, Carly Omarad who went to UK. I was going to say one of them went to UK, didn't they? She did. She was she was like a The math freshman the, the sensation too. girl I know went to UK. Because um, her brother played at Crate, and I remember that he went to Mayo. We've had solid talent here locally, but those were the big that was the big run of local talent here.
2: Wasn't there one from Assumption a little while back that was really good? Or was that a volleyball player, maybe? Well, yeah, they always have volleyball players. Yeah. I just remember being a real tall girl, so I couldn't remember which one it was.
0: Uh Texter wants to know. So what texter just says four twenty and AEW tonight on TV. Will Trevor call in tomorrow? <laughs> this is kind of like everything lining well, up for you. This I'm is de- your big night. I'm definitely watching AEW now. It's going to be a good night. Hey, we got the
2: debut of Hook tonight. The movie on AEW. He's now he's been on he's been a rampage. But I'm looking forward to send out Hook on AEW. Hook is the son of a wrestler. You, I know you're aware of. It's Gangrel. Taz. Oh Taz. Taz. He's, he's Taz's son. He's he's been he's uh, he's been training and doing well.
0: I used to watch that Tough Enough show on MTV. I always thought Taz was annoying. He's he's good on the commentary. Actually, he was very much a tryhard. Oh, by by the way, you're gonna love this one.
2: No need to text you. I found one of the names of the players. Oh, Trevor,
0: nobody cares about this besides you. <laughs>
2: yeah, I no, I don't care. It's just like the like the open says, it's, I've got a mic and you don't. So you listen to every damn word I have God. to say. Elton Scott, former Lebanon, Kentucky native, w- went to West Virginia, and in his senior year, average led the team in scoring at 15 points a game in a 98-99 season. Okay. I'm done. I'm almost done.
0: I don't need to hear almost. That's, that's it. That's the last we need to hear about Sullivan basketball. You want to hear that or more AEW? Ne- neither. Neither. We're, mo- we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> Soapy's choice there. I say we're moving on, and then the next text Damn. is also somebody wants to know something about you. What is They say Trent. I assume they mean Trevor. What is Trent's favorite cigarette brand to chain smoke? Oh, Marlboro Lights. Or they call them the gold pack now. And then the text right after that just says, what's Trevor's daily schedule? You can answer this question very quickly because I know it. <laughs> do you want to try to answer it for me? I know you wake up around 1.45, five two every day. That's correct. You come in here. You, you, get, you hang out in the parking lot for like 30 minutes, and you chain smoke, and you see what's going on on Twitter, and you listen to some radio shows to mm-hmm. try to catch up and get ready for the show. You do this job from see, 3 to 6. Don't lie. That's proof I, don't, I do prep. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to minimum degree, but I do
2: prep. Technically.
0: <laughs> you, I do the show. You, you do the show. You plan your dinner, you go home, you get dinner delivered. Or I stop at a drive-thru. Or you stop at a drive-thru or go out for a drive-thru. You play video games, get high, and watch movies and eat for the next, I don't know, 10 hours. You text me occasionally, and then you fall asleep and you do the whole thing over again.
2: I mean, you throw in a mix of movies, video games, and... and things and adult things yeah i was trying to think of a nice way to say that yeah I mean, everybody knows, everybody knows this i mean the sad part is like i told you i teased this earlier in the first hour and then and revealed it in the break to you it was like it was like three o'clock in the morning and i was going to bed and i'm like i just finished watching three straight brad pitt movies and didn't even realize i did it <laughs> but i was wondering and glorious Bastards. it's incredible
0: i Once love the part in time of hollywood also good and the mexican good three good movies yeah i think so uh, Texas says, This is TK Day. Don't cut him off.
2: You know what? Yeah, like,
1: damn right. You know what,
0: Texas? You're right. That's on me. If you want to talk about Sullivan basketball for the next 30 minutes, yes. by God, you can talk about Sullivan basketball for the next 30 minutes.
2: Still trying to find out what happened to Corey Douglas Sr. Like, he's not listed on Xavier's roster for that year. But I know it's where he went. I'm almost positive it's three he transferred to.
0: Texas said, I just looked it up. The Sullivan University fighting Sioux chefs were dominant. They owned their rival, Locke Cordon Blue. <laughs> Texas says Sullivan Pantry Raiders. Ooh, good one. <laughs> that was well done. Uh Texas says, Trevor, did you watch ECW on public access with Joey Styles back in the day? Yes. Taz's son reminded me of that. Yeah, I did. I used to watch the, the
2: videotapes tapes, the and the old tape trading days, which I was a, a, a very far amateur of, but I yeah, the ECW used to come on late at night on uh I can't remember what channel it was. It Come on like two in the morning.
0: ECW and, and that was
2: before before it kind of like it was a shell of itself when it was on like the sci-fi channel on spike and stuff it was like on a sci-fi channel yeah at the very end of its tenure it got a tv deal finally and by that point yeah it was i mean the big names your taz your Dudley boys um sabu which sabu still wrestles locally here by the way he's like 80 uh he still wrestles in southern indiana yeah those guys tommy dreamer they had already i think dreamer might have still been there but most of them had moved on uh, including their champion at that point like Mike Awesome who had already signed with like WCW but was still their champion it was a horror deal
0: man yeah uh, Texas we hear show cause thrown around a lot but how is, exactly does it work great question um, i i think that i've got basically a show cause is when you've got penalties leveled against you specifically those penalties if you have a show cause attached to your name will transfer to any other school that hires you so if you are Let's say they hit Sean Miller with like a five-year show cause, and you know, his program at Arizona that he was watching gets like a probation, whatever, fine. Like the penalties that are attached to him based on his violations, and he does have one on his name, those will go to Xavier. And if it's a one-year postseason man two year postseason ban, like if Xavier fired him and he wanted to go some other program like georgia hired him next year he would have to sit out still serve that two-year postseason. man. basically whatever penalties are attached punishments are attached to this coach's name will follow him to any school that hires this him. just rightfully so for that period of time yeah. that's how show causes work all right we gotta take a break when we come back thornton sex is, is has been done very well there's a lot that we haven't addressed we'll try to get to as many as possible before we get to the end of today's show uh and we won't talk any Reds, sorry, Texter, that just just sent that in. <laughs> Not going to happen, uh, but we might talk a little bit more. Blue Jays or Sullivan. <laughs> Whatever. We, we, we'll wrap up the show. Next segment, your text, 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the big X. I never
2: smoke weed with
1: Willie again. My party's all over before it began. You can pour me some old whiskey, River, my friend. But I'll never smoke weed with Willie again.
2: <laughs> now we're passing the guitar, telling good jokes. I know one's a comin' cause I'm smelling smoke.
1: <laughs> no, I do not partake, I just let it pass by.
2: With a smile on my face, and a great
1: contact.
2: I was gonna get up and find the broom But then I got high My room is still messed up
1: And I know why Why, man Yeah, hey Cause I got, high, I got high Because I got high
0: Because I got high You couldn't go anywhere no 01 In social circles without hearing go this go song I did love that they played this on the radio And they would blank out the word high <laughs> As if it somehow Masked the meaning of the song
2: whatsoever two things make me think of the song one i i'm sure it came out before but i had never heard the song until the end of jay and silent bob strike back really because like, i went i mean i obviously went to that movie the weekend it opened oh, mean, yeah, you were off the grid no kevin one. smith fanboy but i mean that movie came out
0: around 01
2: though because it, it? On, it was on the soundtrack yeah the the music video for the song has the
0: clips of the movie in it i just remember this song was everywhere in my junior year of high school 2001 2002 and then by the time I got to college in two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, Afro Man was going to Dayton to play house parties for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Like, like it was, they're like Afro Man's coming to this frat party. We're like again, like like Afro Man's going to just frat parties across the country. It's all he's doing.
2: It was uh, released in July thirtieth, two thousand one. Yeah, it was uh, that fall. It was everywhere. Yeah, I'm saying Like I said, I think I had. I mean. Uh, the song was at the, yeah, the the song made its debut as a theme song for the, the film, Jay and Straight by. There you go. It was
0: made for the movie. Yeah. Uh,
2: and the other thing that makes me think of this song was... <laughs> so when I was doing the morning show, I'd be home, you know, at like 11 or noon or whatever. I'd just be bored all day. I mean, no, you know, basically just what I'm do. Basically the same same routine that Trevor has at like 3 in the morning, I was doing it at 3 in the afternoon. Okay. But I was up longer. Cause I'd, and I'd stay up to like, you know, I'd go to bed around 11 because I had to be up at, you know, 6 in the morning. So I, I just... Bleeps and giggles, even though I don't really have care that much, but I set my phone to go off at 4.19. Just to remind me. You know. And then I forgot it. Like, <laughs> and, and, and of course, what song do I have that's set for my alarm? Oh man. Is that from it? So I'm doing so we start doing this afternoon show. Real talk, Ben Tompkins. I don't know if you know him or not. I know Benny tom Benny T, yeah. Yeah, it worked out well. And uh, so we, we had a re- He asked me he's doing a remote, so as, as a, so since it's a remote, I go to set it up and do the show with him. And we're his show was from like four to five, and I'm right in the live on the air. We're sitting there talking, and you know, like 10, my phone just goes off, and like <laughs> you can hear it on, yeah, <laughs> it's the part right where he goes, uh, bye bye. He you know, does a chicken sound. Man. <laughs> and like, and Benny just like, what the bleep was that? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's, DJ had a good laugh about it on Twitter. He's like, yeah, our producer's Trevor's phone's going off at
0: 419. There's a part of me that misses <laughs> the, and I know you had an alarm set, but I, I miss the the song ringtones a little bit, like that brief period of time from like 03 to like 06 no, or No, you're 07. talking about
2: where the, it plays when, on your end, or when they call and they hear that song?
0: No, on your end. Like, okay, like you would have s- specified ringtones for specific people. Yeah, yeah, and, or sometimes just an overall ringtone. Yeah. Because when I was in college, I don't think I went. I don't think I sat through a single college class where somebody's phone didn't go off and have its ringtone. Like you'd be sitting there in like biology, <laughs> and be like, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot <laughs> like every single day. It's so much so that it got to the point where I was I don't like,
2: like a picture of the air you're in, Like, yeah, it, yeah, it stopped <laughs> being
0: funny, and then it just be. I would be like, okay, like this is kind of annoying. like, like turn your effing phones on silent like good god like (laughs) trust me i'm not a stickler but it's just like i'm trying to get through this class as quickly as possible let's let's get this done some of us are trying to learn law here people this wasn't even law school i'm basically like trying to like i'm hoping for like a 10 minute early exit from class and your phone ring is is ruining this whole thing the first text that we got on Thornton's text line today when we came in here 502-414-1450 uh happy birthday again to easton that was the second text yeah but the first text was somebody asking us to identify the top three stoner comedies of all time. This is an interesting one because I,
2: I. Does the criteria have to have weed base in the in, in the plot? I know. I, I think a
0: stoner comedy is a movie that you would watch while stoned. Yes. So it can be a
2: comedy. For for me, off the top of my head, Dazed and Confused, uh, Fast Times, Ridgemont High. And my third would be. I, I'm because I'm. A, this is obviously the fanboy in me. I'm gonna say probably Clerks.
0: I feel like that's more, just movies that you think are funny. Yeah, but they're funnier when I'm high. When when you're high, <laughs> they're funny either way. Like I think stoner comedies. I mean, just as I'm
2: saying, it doesn't have to. But I agree. You know, no, I agree. Uh, yeah.
0: Like I think, like Dude, Where's My Car? Is a stoner comedy, and there's I don't think there's any pot in that. Ooh, I don't think so either. There should be, but there isn't. There should be, but it gets you know, it gets weird in a funny way. They keep it lighthearted. Yeah, Pineapple Express definitely weeding that. Well, and that would be a stoner stoner comedy, comedy yeah. for sure. What else? I mean,
2: that's a pretty good. Com- um, what's like biopic? I mean, Biodome. with them. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that qualifies. That, that's. I mean, that's about that's. If 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 your criteria is whether weed is part of the plotline or not, which stays confused, it is. Uh, it's just got to be so dumb you only can be high to laugh at it. Is, yeah, is that if that's what they're looking for? Then yes, Biodome and Do Words My Car definitely fall on that list. Pineapple Express to a lesser extent. Yes. Yeah, because that one's funny regardless. That's a good. That's a, I like that movie either way um texas says we were talking about uh, napoleon dynamite maybe which i have never even been stoned enough to
0: even enjoy i still i like it i don't get it i just didn't do it i never did it it doesn't me. yeah it's not a trevor Collins. no it's not uh texas says we were talking about Oh, Holy Cross somehow come, coming up at the beginning of the show in their soccer field. So, <laughs> Holy so,
2: Cross is taking over. Holy Cross
0: soccer field just ch- just catching <laughs> disgrace from everywhere today on the text line. Holy Cross the soccer field has nothing on North Bullets field. It's a miracle if you don't sprain an ankle by halftime. <laughs> I love the Holy Cross talk. I, I love it. Just, <laughs> like they're just getting
2: trash. Local
0: soccer field talk here on the uh, the, the micro. show. I don't show. know anyone that went to Holy Cross will
2: bring it on. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Texas says, can we get Sean Moth on to discuss the 3-2 count uh, pitching changes? He is listening because he texted me. he texted me a couple of times. Um he liked he, he said thank you for the kind words that we gave him at the beginning of the show. Oh, all genuine. But he also I mean that his three his, his his spiel after that I I'm still laughing about it. It was the funniest thing that I've ever heard. But he also texted in to say and I think it's an astute comparison. We were talking about Tom Crean kind of the fall from grace and how Typically, when you've been at a very high level and you're kind of the hot name in coaching, and it doesn't go great, and then you go to a fallback job, and mm. it goes even worse. Like you just kind of you, you keep falling. It's rare to have a comeback after that. He compared Sean Moth to um,
2: Sean Moth compared Crean too.
0: Yeah, Sean Moth compared Tom Crean to uh, Rich Rodriguez on the football side of things. It's a good comparison. He was you know killed it at West Virginia. Yeah. It was going to be the next big thing, and then boom, it's gone. The next thing, well, another example would be Kevin Sumlin. I can see that. The same, actually, both of them had connections to Arizona as well. Speaking of, we didn't mention this, and I, I did it was on my list. I meant to bring it up earlier. Did you see Pierce Clarkson, the, the news around him? I saw you tweet something about him, but I didn't go that far into it. I saw, actually, what
2: it was was I skimmed the news and notes of the day. Sure. But I started at like 2.55, and I didn't have enough time to get through them all.
0: So Pierce Clarkson today announced this morning that he has been offered by Texas A&M. Which well,
2: Kevin Sumlin connection?
0: I think what what set some Louisville fans into a, a frenzy, and I didn't see this myself. It got screenshotted and DM'd to me by like seven different people. <laughs> thanks to all of you. Um, I said this seriously because you know, hey, no, seriously, it's genuine. Thank you. We all miss stuff. Like I, I, I appreciate the help when when stuff's out there. But he had tweeted it out originally last night and then deleted it. Which was, I think, unnerving to some Louisville fans. I mean, this is—we're talking about Jimbo Fisher, dollar sign, Texas A&M, dollar sign. Oh, man, you wanted the reason why for me to hate Jimbo. I know I all these sure. top recruiting classes, all this money—they're now killing it in recruiting. They so suck. it's understandable why some Louisville fans would get a little bit nervous to hear that this specific program has offered the cornerstone of our 2023 recruiting class. He did. I, I'm sure he saw the reaction because he. Posted something on Twitter a couple hours later about, I'm going to be home in June. He's taking another visit to Louisville and posted all that. He referred to Louisville cool. as home, which is nice. nice. I think the other thing that you have to remember, so his dad runs this quarterback camp. He also is like a, he works for Adidas in some capacity. He's got some tie to Adidas. Texas A&M is an Adidas program. Okay. This is just kind of, it, I, I'm choosing to believe that this is him showing love to an Adidas program, boosting their stock. And also, boosting his own recruiting ranking because he's fallen a couple of spots in some of these recruiting rankings. And you know how this works. Like when when bigger name programs get in on you and start offering you or start pursuing you, all of a sudden those recruiting rankings jump. Like you get an offer from UK, yeah, but you're a basketball player, you go from number 65 in the country all the way to like number 25.
2: All right, but is your, your end goal of improving your recruiting rankings, if you're still planning on coming to Louisville, is this for leverage to get more no money? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I just don't. Because, I mean, listen, I, AM, I mean, we can't. They can it. outbid us. Of course they can. No We're question. Peanuts compared to what they can give their player. I mean, they've got guys probably in their bench. They'll never see the light of day that'll make more
0: than our most expensive nil player in football. I'm not concerned about it. I, I think that this is another case of everybody just having PTSD as Louisville fans from the last Ooh. few years and also in football recruiting, believing this is too good to be true because it's never really happened before like this. Um, so I totally understand wh- where this is coming from, but I think that – I mean, his dad bought – they bought 13 billboards across the city to announce his commitment. It's jump change what Texas a was probably giving back the money for. It. I'm aware, <laughs> but like, also like, Texas a m isn't going to prioritize Pierce Clark's in the way that we are. That's... They've had the number one recruiting class in the country. They're going yeah. to continue to bring in top five classes. This is – we are – all due respect to what we're doing right now with Pete Thomas and, and Scott Satterfield, which is remarkable, we're not on that level. We're not like, And Pierce Clarkson is not quite on that level. Just Pierce, here's the thing. You have a better chance at winning with sass
2: than you do that toll of a troll that is Jimbo Fisher. The worst coach to win a national championship
0: in college football history. And more importantly, he maybe to you, you've got a better chance to it's come in here and, and play right away. That's, yeah. that's maybe the bigger deal to Pierce Clarkson and some of these other California kids that he's bringing with him to the Ville. Jimbo Fisher's my football Mick Cronin. That's fine.
2: <laughs> I just don't, I just have never liked Jimbo Fisher. I've always just he just something about him. I just maybe it's also the way he left Florida State, which I shouldn't care. But slimy as all get out. Teasers are now just
0: sending in their stoner movies. Um, I'm, I'm willing to suggestions. I got stuff to watch tonight. So the lack of Grandma's Boy in that list makes me a little sad. Grandma's oh, Boy's great. Grandma Boy Boy's good. That movie is
2: in my top. That and Office Space and Ace Ventura are the three biggest movies that I remember seeing a trailer for and thinking, that looks the stupidest thing. I'm never going to watch that. And then actually watched the movie and loved it. All three of those I remember seeing trailers for. And I'm like, it looks so dumb. Why would anybody want to watch that? And then saw the movie and was like, this is hilarious. This is great. I'm buying this movie. Hmm. The trailers didn't do it for me for Grandma's Boy. Or Office Space or Base Ventura. That's fine. Um,
0: texture says, half-baked. Definitely a stoner movie. That's yeah. I mean Alden Kumar, definitely a stoner movie. Yeah, that's
2: good. Even the second one has its moments. It does. I agree with you. The Christmas
0: one I can definitely do without. The, the I never just, saw it.
2: It wasn't very good. It wasn't very good
0: at all. Does Mike please talk about that kid that Rostein retweeted that said he had cut his list down to forty six schools? Have you seen that so kid? How many kids' schools? He's doing it right. This is forty six. This is the way yeah, this is the way that you you should be operating. If you're I mean, God bless him. I don't even know. The, the kid's name is, is too hard to pronounce. I don't But I saw the list. But there's a player that I love it and John Rothstein. He'll do this where he always says, you know, so and so tells me they've been contacted by these schools. And it's usually like 11 to 15 this kid had every school in college basketball and Rothstein listed them all, but had to like abbreviate them. So you're kind of trying to figure like who exactly is LU? Like, like which one, like NU, which one's that one? Longwood? Is it Northwestern? Is it somebody else? Like what, what's, what's going on here? And then he trimmed that list to like 26 schools, which is hilarious. Um, I'd do the
2: same thing. If I was a kid coming today, I would do the same thing. I'd post like 50 schools too. Hell yeah. I mean, why not? I mean in every in every like like every week I just drop like three, maybe. I've been saying this As for a years. List.
0: If I was a top like full fledged like top five star recruit, I would screw with everybody. Oh yeah, why I not? would have a different list every single day. I would have a different leader. <laughs> Put I five would,
2: different schools out every week.
0: I would <laughs> change my visit date. I would tell somebody that I'm thinking about committing to Coastal Carolina. I would do everything I could to screw with these people. Oh yeah. Change
2: your your like your background. Just randomly follow a different kid from a, from another school. Because I love it when when an athlete and recruit falls, someone like a former player or something. Yeah. Oh man, Twitter blows up.
0: He must be coming here. I mean, I'm bored in in resource <laughs> class at like 115 in high school. You know what I'm doing? I'm hopping on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm posting an eyeball emoji. Just throwing it out there. This woman at home, make to tell me how to bake a cake. I don't care
2: about that. I play basketball. Yeah, I'm I... out sit here and change my Twitter
0: account. Eyeball emoji, <laughs> and then I'm watching the the reactions fly in. Correct all i'm doing or maybe like a flame emoji i don't know i might mix it up a little bit but i would i would screw with everybody Just go to the
2: emoji list every day
0: now a, a little piece of actual substantive news for us eh. we kind of i think a lot of people saw this coming but we now know officially louisville has reached out to a new transfer target and it's a notable one Amari bates the no shock there former next lebron james according to sports illustrated three or four years ago um Played one season at Memphis, is now in the transfer portal. The one season at Memphis did not go well. Um, He's been reached out to by 11 schools, according to this, via uh, on3.com. And the schools are Arkansas, Georgetown, Seton Hall. This is more than 11. uh, Kansas, DePaul, Louisville, Oregon, Michigan, Illinois, Oklahoma State, Butler, Washington State, and Eastern Michigan. That's his list as of right now.
2: Wow, who's the... Not to steal a line from the electric company, but one of
0: these schools is not like the other. Well, he's he's from the area. Oh, uh, Eastern Michigan. Like he had originally, yeah, okay. I think there had been like, he'd taken like token visits to EMU. <laughs> okay. There was talk that he might commit there because his dad had some relationship with the school or well, whatever. George, it's not George Gervin to come out and give, yeah. him, a, give him a run. Yeah. Ypsilanti. I have a George Gervin Eastern, Eastern Michigan jersey. How do you feel about Louisville potentially getting involved with Amani Bates? I have no problem
2: with it. Well, well, I mean, at this point, beggars can't be choosers, right, when it comes to us? I mean, are you saying I should have a problem with it because what he didn't like meet expect, slight, expect the over-hyped expectations that he had coming into the year? No. Or is there, like, the, sanction issues
0: surrounding him? There's no, there are no sanction issues surrounding him, at okay. least that I know of.
2: Yeah, not that I heard of
0: either. But just the circus surrounding him a little bit and the notion that maybe— Bring it right now.
2: What do you think, I mean, a circus is coming along with the hiring of Kenny Payne with us in a, slight, in a small degree.
0: I'm fine with it if Kenny Payne has— this would have to be a trust in Kenny Payne type deal. Because the kid very clearly did not do the right things for the last few years. I think he let the and it, how could you not? Let, it happens. Let, yeah. Let all the attention get the better of him. And I think also he's you know he's Six the adults years. in his life failed him, which yeah. happens far too often when we're talking about fifteen year old quote unquote prodigies. Um, I mean, his dad creates a fake school, gets caught essentially doing it. Everybody knows what's going on. He doesn't play against real competition for the last two years. His he, he sees his game dwindle like he would play these fake schools and wouldn't get any better yeah and then would go on the aau circuit and could see that players besides him had improved and it had yeah. caught up to him and and that's that's where we that's where he's been and that is why he averaged single digit points from I mean, memphis this past I, by
2: that description i mean if why would you want to take him for a little i mean there, it seems like you know low risk high reward does it not
0: Unless it's going to be a situation where a negative attitude or a negative work ethic...
2: Well, if that's the case, and he spends here one year and he's gone.
0: And he doesn't play much that one season. Maybe he didn't even last a whole year then. I think you want to avoid stuff like what happened throughout last season. Where you've got a couple of bad attitudes, a couple of head cases, and it becomes a plague. It spreads to everybody else. And there's the infighting. Well, I mean, and there's the yeah, I mean. fighting over... Chick Fil A after wins in the ACC
2: tournament. Well, I mean, first of all, Chick, there's always time to fight for Chick Fil A. I mean, I, I would take a swing at somebody if they tried to take a hand off my one of my nuggets out of my twelve piece too. But I mean, I don't know. I think kind of back to you know the early like Patrino 1.0 days when we were bringing in you know, guys like Willie Williams and. You know, just we were going after kids that were, you know, had, had issues at their other school or off the field issues, but were big time recruits. And we were taking the chance again, you know, a low risk, high reward type scenario. And I think that's, if I'm a little, I, I have no problem with that, with going that for after Bates.
0: I would be excited about it if it happened, I think. But I the optimism would be cautious. And I would encourage every little fan to. That I would. Now, I wouldn't want, yeah, little fans to see him agree here and they're like,
2: we're winning the title now. We just got, you know, you, you, let's, let's pull back the reins slightly. But. I mean, at this point, again, I mean, I want to bring in as much talent as we can and and throw as much against the wall and see how much of it sticks. And if Bates is one that runs down the wall, then so be it. If he sticks, he sticks.
0: Especially for next year, where yeah. it's, it seems like because of the unknown, the great unknown that's still out there, we're not going to be able to see the true length of the the Kenny Payne power. I think in this this current cycle, getting ready for next year, just because one the 20, the twenty twenty two class is already done for the most part we're, we're talking we've talked about the the kids that we're still actively recruiting but like he's not we don't have a full recruiting cycle with him on these kids and then also with the, in the transfer portal i feel like i'm a broken record like you can't guarantee some of these kids that you're going to be eligible for the ncaa tournament which is on their priority list yeah. i think a lot of them so it, like if it is going to be a deal where you take a chance take a flyer on a kid like Amani bates who is without question, wildly talented, but maybe has some red flags surrounding him. This is the year to do it because you feel like this year is going to be what it's going to be. Hopefully you have a roster that's that's in good shape in October. Maybe you get the word from the NCAA that you're in the clear and you get to play in the NCAA tournament and the team overachieves and we have a fantastic season and it looks even better for the future than it already does. But it wouldn't be a shock if you don't have the roster that we expect to see from Kenny Payne moving forward because of this NCA stuff, so why not? Maybe money base can yeah. be that difference maker. So for you're with me. You. Just, what's what's is, 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 the juice is worth the squeeze, as I like to say. I think so. I, I think I think I'm with you. I, I would have some. I definitely have some reservations, but I think the good potential good outweighs the potential bad. Yeah. I know we're up against the clock. Quick question, and I, and I hope you can answer this quickly because it is a quick question.
2: Where are we in the staff? I know Tom Brady's going to be the third assistant, probably. Yeah, we didn't get there. But, and we can talk. If you don't know what we're talking about, we can bring it up tomorrow again. Tom Brady's throwing L's. Listen to Jack Harlow on TikTok. Uh, I love it. Uh, where are we in the third assistant? Because I feel like the. We don't know. Time's ticking. And is this something that, you know, we're waiting on Milt Wagner maybe to. I, I feel
0: like we're trying. I don't to, think that's it. I think we're trying to, like, find a way to hire him without putting assistant coach tag on him, maybe. I don't think that's it anymore. You don't think it is? Mm I think we. I think there's some names that we are looking at for the third assistant. And Kenny Payne, in his own words, says, "I'm going to be secretive about this." Well, secretive is fine, but dude,
2: TikTok, TikTok. You know the, you know to quote Cristiello, our biological clocks are ticking here.
0: Yeah, but I need to get moving. Whoever he hires is going to be the third man. Well, that's just on obvious. Not, so. but no, it's not obvious. <laughs> I mean, but, the, but I mean, like in the third hire in man. the priority. Yeah. No, I don't mean he's going to be the third hire. I mean he's yeah. going to be the third like on higher the on the hierarchy. hierarchy. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. Danny Manning, we found out yesterday is getting paid $600,000. Yeah. Nolan Smith is getting paid $400,000. I think you've got Manning is like the, <laughs> the real associate head coach. If you want to call it that, <laughs> Nolan <laughs> yeah. is the up and comer who's going to help you significantly with recruiting. And the third head coach is going to kind of be the third guy, I okay. think. So we'll see. I mean, the, the same names are still out there. We'll find out, but it, it wouldn't shock me if this was another Danny Manning situation where a guy that we haven't really talked a whole lot about or at all, Kind of comes out of the blue, and this thing happens quickly. But he said he's going to be secretive. Mm-hmm. Texters are saying wasn't Bates an early enrol? Isn't he only seventeen? He's eighteen now, but he was an early enrol, which is why he has to play Over, another yeah, year of yeah. college or somewhere else besides uh, entering the NBA draft. So that's where that's where he stands. All right. Um, okay, yeah, we don't have time Yeah, because we got a little We got to get out Apologies, show. yeah Sorry we got, about I'm that sure, I forgot Apologies to the text line We didn't get to uh, all of you guys But hopefully you have A fantastic Wednesday Enjoy the holiday Enjoy Think about Trevor tonight While you're doing Whatever you're doing And we'll oh, see you yeah, guys tomorrow yeah, night, We'll baby. see you guys tomorrow At 3 <laughs> hey, <name>. o'clock Happy birthday, <laughs> Easton
1: She's my main thing. She's my main thing